the high desert and the great American Southwest. I bid you all good evening, good morning, good afternoon, wherever you may be in Earth's 25 time zones. Every single one of them covered by this program, Coast to Coast AM. I'm Art Bell, and this would be the Sunday part of the the grueling weekend work that I have. How you all doing tonight? Uh, listen, the rocket shop from Vandenberg that was going to go last night did not go, and so you didn't miss it. It's going to go early Tuesday morning. I don't have the exact time, probably 3.01 or something like that. It should be quite a show for anybody on the West Coast or anywhere near it. Another note, and this one really bears your paying attention. It's just a simple little email from a gal named August up in Canada. Hi there, Art. Just a note from Alberta. On Friday, Grand Prairie, a northern city, was struck by a tornado. And today, Sunday, another town, Andrew, had a touchdown. To say the least, we're not used to such happenings up here and wondering what's up. The Yukon is experiencing very warm temperatures, too, but tornadoes? They, they are known to happen, but it's very rare. And now we've had two in one weekend. Climate change is a reality that is here now, August. Well, August, you're correct. Uh, the minute you start, start seeing the weather that was associated mainly with the uh, middle U.S. west begin to move north into your territory, then you know the climate is shifting. Well... You know, I've got a five-minute breakdown uh, from the Associated Press here, but nowhere is, is, is what I'm about to talk about mentioned. It was on CNN, a USA Radio Network news that I caught here at the top of the hour also had it. And this is, I think this is chilling, really chilling. American counterterrorism officials, citing what they call alarming intelligence about a possible al-Qaeda strike inside the U.S. this fall are reviewing a proposal that could allow for a postponement of the November presidential election in the event of such an attack. That's from Newsweek. The prospect that al-Qaeda might seek to disrupt the U.S. election was a major factor behind last week's terror warning by Homeland Security Tom Ridge. Uh, the Secretary, uh, Ridge and other counterterrorism officials can see they have no intel about any specific plots. But the success of marches of, of Madrid railway, railway bombings in influencing the Spanish elections, as well as intercepted chatter, they do that, they intercept chatter among al-Qaeda operatives, has led analysts to conclude they want to interfere with the elections. As a result, sources tell Newsweek that Ridge's department last week asked the Justice Department's Office of Legal Counsel to analyze what legal steps would be needed to per uh, permit the postponement of the election were an attack to take place. Justice was specifically asked to review a recent letter to Ridge from DeForest B. Soares, Jr., chairman of the newly created U.S. Election Assistance Commission. Soares noted, that while a primary election in New York on September 11th, 2001, was quickly suspended by that state's Board of Elections after the attacks that morning, the federal government has no agency that has 
the, the necessary statutory authority to cancel and reschedule a federal election. Soares, a Bush appointee who two years ago was an unsuccessful GOP candidate for Congress, wants Ridge to seek emergency legislation from Congress, empowering his agency to make a call just like that. Homeland officials say that as drastic as such proposals sound, they are taking them seriously, along with other possible contingency plans in the event of an election eve or election day attack. We are reviewing the issue to determine what steps need to be taken to secure the election. Now, there you have the story. I think that's really chilling. I mean, you always, you, you know, you hear people on prediction shows say, you know, it's going to be the last election art. Bush is going to be the last president. Of course, they've said that about most of them. But um, <laughs> you, you don't normally have those sorts of predictions associated now with a story of this magnitude. Oh, my God. Something so severe we would call off a presidential election in the U.S.? I mean, just even contemplating that is incredible to me. And a lot of people can say, see, I told you. <laughs> well, it is. It is chilling. I mean, to, to hear them talking, it's a mainstream news item, even though the Associated Press is not writing about it at the moment. Uh, it's, uh, it's something to put a little chill down the back of your spine, to consider that elections for the president of the U.S. could be Suspended. Suspended for how long? With what result? That's pretty weird stuff. You've got to admit, it's pretty weird stuff. In, in a moment, the rest of the other weird stuff. Boy. Just contemplate, even thinking about canceling the elections or rescheduling them or whatever. Wouldn't it be weird to hear an announcement like that in, in the U.S.? I mean, that's something you hear down in Portugal. Uh, down in Portugal? In Portugal, perhaps. Uh, or perhaps some Central and South American countries, but you don't hear about that in the U.S. until now. Insurgents ambushed two U.S. military patrols north of Baghdad Sunday, resulting in three U.S. soldiers dead, an Iraqi civilian dead. It goes on. John Kerry's choice of John Edwards as his running mate was received favorably by the public, polls suggest, but it's made very little difference thus far in the race with the president. Well, that's the way it goes. I mean, people are either pleased or displeased with a vice presidential choice, but they generally don't really change anybody's idea about who they want to be president. Working in secret, the September 11 commission is finishing a final report that several members believe will be done by week's end and have unanimous support. They'll all put their stamp on it. The report's factual findings, which are virtually complete, will in some respects echo last week's Senate Intelligence Committee report by harshly criticizing the FBI and CIA for poor intelligence gathering that many members believe could have otherwise prevented the attacks. 
here's something interesting. It takes a big brain to tell a lie. A big brain. The primates with the biggest brains, compared to their body size, are the very best at deceiving others. Since humans have the biggest brains of all, we are the best liars. Hazel Muir writes uh, in The New Scientist that primates have the largest brains of all animal species compared to their body size. This comes from evolving complex social skills, and lying is one of the most important Psychologist Richard Byrne has seen many instances of deception among primates. A female gorilla will mate secretly with a male who is not her regular partner. A monkey may pretend not to like certain food, so others won't try to steal it. A baboon will stare into the distance when nothing is actually there in order to distract his mother, who is about to punish him. <laughs> Byrne says... We're rather shocked that baboons could do anything quite as subtle as that. Byrne found that the bigger the brain, the bigger the lies. Bush babies, now that's not a political comment, Bush babies and, and, and others which have smaller brains uh, than primates are less sneaky than larger brain primates. The most deceptive primates are gorillas, chimpanzees, and orangutans, and us. But big, brain, big brains are, aren't only about lying, Burns says. I'm sure if we could have measured cooperative skill, we'd have found a similar result. Cooperation and outwitting are not opposed. They're both about being socially subtle. Well, here's a little BPL update for you. BPL is broadband over power lines. Somebody's, um, in my opinion, idiotic scheme to distribute the Internet on every single electrical wire in the U.S. In other words, a scheme to put the Internet uh, in your wall plug, along with your 110 volts powering up, you know, whatever in your house, would come the Internet. That's the scheme. The problem with the scheme is that some see it as the impending utter destruction of the shortwave bands, because those are the frequencies they're going to use, and because Power lines being what they are, great big long wires on high poles. They're really antennas, folks. So when you send, God knows, power companies do enough radiating of random problems with electrical distribution, but when they intend to actually send radio frequencies down a long electrical line, you're going to have just what you would expect, a terrible amount of interference. And... You may recall I mentioned that to you some time ago. Well, Alliant Energy has canceled a pilot test of high-speed Internet technology after complaints of, guess what, radio interference. The utility was testing a service that provides broadband Internet access over power lines when complaints began filtering in from ham radio operators. The complaints were a big factor in concluding the trial months earlier than planned. They just, uh, Scott Krasinski, a utility spokesperson, said, quote, a big factor, however, was that we had already gotten essentially all the information we set out to find. Utilities are interested in using power lines to distribute broadband because of our president's goal of making the service available throughout the U.S. But... Looks like that utility decided, well, it doesn't seem to be working as we thought it might. 
I'm going to read this because it is so typical of so many that I get. Uh, Dear Miss Bell, I've never written a show like this before, but I felt compelled to write to you tonight because I want you to be aware of a silent but giant audience that listens to you and George faithfully every single night. The audience I'm referring to are the inmates in the California state prison system. I began listening when a buddy of mine at a state prison told me how great you were. Thank you. And how many guys stayed up late to listen on their radios in the dorms. Next day, a lot of guys have something worthwhile to talk about and discuss. You guys give men who don't really have a lot in life something to look forward to. And I thought you both should know. You don't have to read this on the air. Well, I thought I would. But if you did, it would give a lot of men a voice through me as well as a way to let them hear that you know they listen to you and that they're appreciated. I'm a new Streamlink member. Well, now, see, I didn't know you could get Streamlink in the pokey. I've been uh, turning more and more listeners toward you every day. Keep up the good. You'd, wouldn't you need high-speed Internet for that? Keep up the good work. And please tell Lex that I'm a systems admin for the Internet service provider, and I feel that he, ha- he does a great job on the website. <laughs> I guess they have a lot in there. What do I know? So the guys in the pokey, I've known for years, a lot of you listen out there. Good way to escape, really, for a while. Uh, here's somebody who writes to me about a cat, and I, oh, a picture of my Yeti is up there, all curled up in a little ball. You see him curled up in a little ball up there. He's a gigantic cat, absolutely monstrous. Longest legs you ever saw on a cat. Anyway, this person writes, two weeks ago I had a 20-year-old diehard. To be expected. But it's always a very sad thing. Earlier this week, I went up to Siskiyou County, uh, Eureka, to check on a real estate situation. Awful. I was out cruising a Klamath National Forest gravel road, high, rocky, scrub, pine, harsh place, 20 miles from anything, no gates, side roads, nothing. And there, sitting by the side of the road, as a year-old, white and gray little tomcat. I always had cat food on board. So I bought him lunch. We hit it off fine, and he was desperate for a job, so I hired him on the spot. Art, I'm telling you, a person can't go much deeper into the cat luck grab bag than that, and boy, did I come up lucky. He was cooperative, calm, through a 700-mile-plus journey of truck travel, affectionate, healthy, somewhat thin, and full of personality. So Shasta now has a home. Nothing fancy here, but I'm sure you enjoy something good to hear when the earth crumbles and freezes. (laughs) Just a note of something you may not have been told by your animals. After a cat has made, quote, the deal with a human, they are known as blats. (laughs) Kind of like those Indian folks that take pastel as a family name when they join a particular religion. God bless Luther, Goldie Blatt, friendly Blatt, now Shasta Blatt. (laughs) Well, I have a theory about cats. If you're a cat person, um, my wife Ramona believes this very strongly, and I I think I do too. If you, um, we, we almost lost one of our cats, Abby, 
Uh, that was quite an affair, and about $5,000 from the kitty to bring Abby back to life, literally, because he died in the vet's hands, and then a long recovery. And now Abby's just fine. I mean, Abby is as healthy as can be, but, you know, we were on the way into the vet in, in Las Vegas, and I had Abby dying in my lap, and I was crying like a baby. Ramona was speeding like a demon. On the way to this second vet, first vet had said, you know, put him to sleep, and, we, and I said, well, I can't repeat what I said. Anyway, so we were on the way into Las Vegas to a, a better vet. And um, I guess I must have reached out <laughs> in some way and made a wish for, and I, and I did, you know, that if we lose a cat, that another one would come into our lives. And so here comes Yeti bounding into our garden one day, just like, you know, I mean, not a hair out of place, looking just absolutely perfect, this incredible animal, and he starts jumping up and down, doing backflips, one and a half gainers into the air. You know, he's happy, man. He found some humans, and he knows he's found home of a home. And, I, you know, I think that's what happens. I think you put out a call into the ether, and you say, well, I, I've lost a cat or I'm losing a cat. I need a cat. And a cat comes. So if you make that call, get ready. Because you're going to have a new customer, a new housemate. <laughs> now, it probably didn't hurt that growing wild in our garden is about a five-foot-high bush of catnip. In fact, it's, it's gone berserk out there. Now, I'm sure that... That smell, whatever it is that comes from catnip, wafts up into the air and sort of envelops the neighborhood. And cats are certainly able to follow that smell with no problem whatsoever. I mean, this is one gigantic out-of-control catnip bush. We got it started. We can't stop it. And you have to imagine that smell carried on the wind. I don't know. Whatever it is, he came just bounding into our life, and, and that will happen to people who are animal people. I'm sure with dogs or cats, it doesn't matter. There's a call that goes into the ether, and then there you are. And by the way, speaking calls of calls in the ether and all the rest of it, in the next hour, we're going to have a witch here. She's a real witch. Now, I know a lot of you, you just don't believe in this kind of thing, do you? You don't believe in magic? Not since you were a kid, right? You don't believe in witchcraft, which claims the ability to manipulate forces that create what we call magic, but you're wrong. There really is something to it all. It's not just so much mumbo-jumbo baloney. It's not. There's something real to it. It's a, a, power, a power, a force that some that practice the craft are able to manipulate. And because I know it's real, and because I know Evelyn is the real McCoy, we're going to have her on, and we're going to touch on something that, well, you know, I, I had a hard time with it. it. It's sex and the paranormal. And there is so much more connection between, there's an incredible connection between sex and the paranormal, but it's very hard to talk about on the radio. It's a big part of life, sex is, so you might imagine that it would have a great deal to do with, or would you, the paranormal. I mean, most of the paranormal you would consider disembodied and therefore disinterested in things sexual. 
But I guess it doesn't work out that way. Sex is a very, very strong human drive, like many other things. And so it is inextricably wound up in the paranormal. And, and we're going to finally address that a little bit with Evelyn Paglini tonight. And she is, believe me, is the real McCoy. She's a real witch. Came from years ago when I put out a call for a true cauldron stirring broom riding witch. And kind of like with the cat. You know, here comes Evelyn. <laughs> That's what we're up to tonight. Open lines coming up in a moment, so if you'll just stay right where you are and buckle in, this is Coast to Coast AM. carefully because we have slightly different numbers during the weekend to talk with art bell call the wild card line at area code 775-727-1295 the first time caller line is area code 775-727-1222 to talk with art bell from east of the rockies call toll free at 800-825-5033 from west of the rockies call art at 800-618-8255 International callers may reach Art Bell by calling your in-country Sprint Access number, pressing Option 5, and dialing toll-free 800-893-0903. From coast to coast and worldwide on the Internet, this is Coast to Coast AM with Art Bell. It is, and of course, you and the you part of the component are coming up directly. Those are the ways through the door. Holy mackerel, I just <laughs> I just took a sip of uh, some coffee at about 5,000 degrees, and I think the roof of my mouth just caved in. <laughs> ah, well. Uh, first time caller line, you are on the air. Hello. 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 This is Joy. Joy. Hello, Joy. Outside Atlanta. 
All right. And I uh, had a, a, a comment about last night's guest, Daniel. Oh, yes. But, but quickly, I wanted to, to tell you you're exactly right about putting out a call for cats. Oh, yeah. I had a cat who is, she's about 18 years old now. Mm-hmm. And she uh, we recently moved, and she finally went outside a couple of times, and then she just didn't come back one evening, and I was just totally distressed. But she's one of those cats that just always like to be outside at night. So you have to let her out, you know. And um, We don't let ours out. Ours are house cats. They're totally, if we, you know, we take them out on the porch and let them sniff the air once in a while. Right. But that's it. Well, this is kind of out in the country, and so she's she loves it out there. But anyway, she, she disappeared, and we waited about four or five days and finally just decided we had to go find uh, another cat. Declared her MIA. Yeah, MIA. And um, so we went down to the to the Humane Society, and we got a great little kitten, just a wonderful guy, and uh, brought him home. And three days later, here she is hiding a, underneath the house across the street. <laughs> so we found her. We brought her back. That's right. That's how it and, goes. And my friend who lives in St. Pete had, had, you know, sent me a sympathy card already and everything, and and I called her and told her I was so excited. You know, Maggie is back. Maggie is back. You know, non non animal people, hun, they, they don't understand. Uh, you know, they hear stuff like sympathy card and all the rest of that, and I'll go, they go, "Oh my God, it's just an animal." They but they don't understand. Only they animal, really don't. Only animal people can understand. Uh, thank you very much. It's it's equivalent to losing a family member. You know, no, no, it isn't. It, it is losing a family member. And I know all the non-pet people out there go, oh, jeez. But it's true. Believe me, it's true. Wildcard Line, you're on the air. Hello. How are you doing? All right, this is Blair in Sedona. Yes, sir. Hey, um, you, know, you talked about this election canceling. Uh, I just flashed on me a conspiracy scenario. Oh, of course. How well, could you, how could you not? Well, you know, they're going I'm telling you, this story is going to get blown wide open on every talk show from coast to coast all week long until you think you can't stand hearing about it anymore. It's going to be a big subject. Well, in back in uh, 2003, I recorded uh, 20 seconds of Representative Jim McDermott from Washington, and he says that private military contractors get a free ride from Congress if the funding agreed upon by the lawmakers, get this, is under 50 million bucks. Huh. Thereby, he says, for 49 million or less, there is no congressional oversight provided. Now, the Senate debated about this about three or four weeks ago about uh, uh, military uh, private contractors in Iraq. Uh, Warner of Virginia was pro and Leahy from Vermont was against, mm. and that was on C-SPAN also. And so all of a sudden, when you mentioned this, all of a sudden my brain went, conspiracy, conspiracy, conspiracy. Yeah, and that's what you're going to hear all week long, conspiracy, yeah. and it's just going to set them off. And maybe with some cause. I mean, doesn't it send a little bit of a chill down your spine to hear them even talking about that? Yeah, it's, it's sort of like setting setting things up. It's uh, getting people prepared for, for something. And, uh, you know, I don't want to go in like Pavlov's dogs, that, but it's still at the same time. It, it, I, I don't like the way Americans are continually being conditioned in, in, in a fear mode. It, it, it's too much. Do you remember when a certain general a long time ago stepped in front of national television and said, well, I'm in charge here at the White House now? Oh, sure. You that do, was during yeah. the Reagan, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, 
you know, you can imagine this sort of thing in a Central American country where, you know, those who run it are shuffled in and out on a somewhat regular basis, and sometimes out means all the way out, out of office, out of life, you know, altogether, and, and administrations change like that, but that's just not something that Americans can even consider. You know, like waking up one morning and seeing some general saying, well, I'm in charge here now at the White House. We're going to be running things the military way from now on. <laughs> oh, boy. East of the Rockies, you're on the air. Hello. How you doing, sir? I'm doing okay. This is Stephen. Uh, listen to you on WDAK in Columbus, Georgia. Yes, sir. I've got uh, a cream Persian sitting on my desk, <laughs> yeah. getting involved in my paperwork. I've got a little small seven-and-a-half-week chihuahua and a 90-pound chow on the other side. So. Oh, gee. But at any rate, uh, I didn't get a, sp a chance to speak with you last week. How did your uh, fireworks display go? It went wonderfully. Your uh, weather great. You know, it was perfect. And we did the, the choreography from the radio station. Everybody had speakers blaring, and we had one of the biggest celebrations on the West Coast. I mean, it's bigger than what they do in Las Vegas. People don't understand this little growing town of Pahrump. We're now, I think according to New York Times, second fastest growing uh, town in the U.S. Believe Fantastic. it. Oh, can you believe that? And and we had this incredible fireworks display. It was awesome. Well, uh, the gods above us, they granted us, after after 23 straight days of rain here in the southeast, uh, granted us two lovely days, the third and the fourth, and we got off about 70 displays. Well, Without that's a wonderful. Hitch. Can you, listen, while we're on the subject of weather loosely, can you believe they're having tornadoes up in B.C.? You know, I, I heard a little bit of that this evening. Uh, <laughs> I took a nap this afternoon. I'm doing paperwork now. This is about the only time I can not be bothered. I'll get a chance to listen to you guys. But, no, I, I heard a little bit of that. That's in strangest places. I keep saying it, sir. We're like, uh, we're like frogs, you know, and the water's getting hotter and hotter and hotter. And some of us are beginning to look around and say, hey, you know, listen here, froggies, this, this water, haven't you noticed it's getting really hot? And it is. It's starting to get really hot. I mean, the weather is changing, and you don't notice because it comes in increments. But It was 98 degrees here in Columbus, Georgia today. Yeah. And it was killer out there. I appreciate your call. Thank you, sir. Take care. Yeah. Hey, you fellow frogs. It's getting warm in here. West of the Rockies, you're on the air. Hello. Hello, Art. This is Jim up in the Seattle area. Hey, Jim. Uh, I have a question and a comment. Okay. Uh, EG&G, is that a super secret uh, public company? No. it's a EG&G is quite a public company. However, they do a lot of secret stuff. Okay. Because, you know, they're, in, they're the test site type people, right? EG&G, and so... They're very public on one side and very, very, very dark on the other side. Yeah. Okay, 40 years ago, I had a friend stationed at Fort Lewis, not too far from Seattle. His father showed up, unbeknownst to him, and he asked his father, he says, what are you doing out here? Mm -hmm. He says, I'm headed for Hanford. Mm -hmm. He says, what are you doing in Hanford? Mm -hmm. He says, none of your damn business. Uh -huh. <laughs> and he looked at him for a little bit and he said, uh, let's just say it's unconventional flight. <laughs> yeah. And there's absolutely nothing over at Hanford, just mile after mile of desert. Well, uh, yeah. Um, and a I, few buildings. Uh, yeah, and a few buildings. Well, there's a lot of secret stuff going on um, there and uh, out just out over the hill from me. And 
it's hard, a little difficult to discern the difference between where we might be technologically with aircraft and their ability to do all kinds of things like disappear and stuff like that and reports of UFOs. It's a little difficult to distinguish between the two. East of the Rockies, you're on the air. Hello. Hi, Art. Hi. Hi, this is uh, Tab Webmaster from the Fantastic Forum. How you doing, buddy? All right, how you doing? Pirateville, yes. Yes, indeed. Yeah, I was just, I had a guest request for you. Oh? Um, George Nori did uh, an interview with David Anderson, the director of SETI at Home. And I was just wondering if you could have him back because they just released uh, Boink. Boink? That's like the second generation. It's going to be the backbone for SETI at Home and other distributed computing projects. Another SETI project? Right. Okay. Um, well, I, sounds I, like a good request. I'd just like to hear you interview him. Okay. Thanks a lot, Art. All right. You're very welcome. Take care. We'll see. The head of SETI at home. How many of you are still crunching numbers for SETI? It's a... Uh, it's really an interesting time. Can you imagine if somebody out there with their PC, Pentium, whatever, were to be the one to actually get the signal? And they might well be. It could easily work out that way, that uh, somebody at home crunching numbers would hit the big one. And, I, and the question I always had for them was, would they notify the person they had been the one? They say, absolutely. First time caller line, you're on the air. Hi. Hello. Extinguish your radio, please. Um, pardon? Turn your radio off, please. My, my radio off? Oh, yes. Uh-huh. Okay. Yes, because you're on, and there's a delay, and it will confuse you and me as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yes. There probably is a delay. Yes. Anyway, what's up? Oh, um, not a whole lot. I was just, um, I was just wondering, um, if you've ever heard of Kent Hovind. Yes. Um, have you, you've interviewed him before? Was it Why, yes, I, I have, indeed, yes. How do you how do you feel about his point of views and whatnot? Well, um, huh, that's an interesting question. Um, I don't know that I'm very much of a, a fundamentalist anything. Mm-hmm. So, but but on the other hand, I enjoy listening to radical views of people, and some I digest, and some I discard. So I don't I can't, I don't know. Um, he's an interesting interview. How about that? He is. He is. Um, I also um, I was wondering. Um, oh darn it! You were wondering um, something that you now can't recall. Yeah. Well, now that I just looked at it, you have a really pretty cat. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, that's that's Yeti. Thank you very much. That's on. Uh, that's my webcam. You can get there by going coast to coast am dot com. Upper left-hand corner arts webcam, you'll see Yeti snoozing away. Uh, he's an extremely long cat, but he can curl up into this little ball. Uh, he's obviously a multiple-jointed cat. West of the Rockies, you're on the air. Good morning. Well, hi, Art. Hi. Um, turn turn your radio off. Uh, turn your radio off for okay. me, please. Okay, down. Okay. Okay. Uh, can I insert a dog story? Uh, yes, of course. I've got a Tibetan Mastiff. It's like having a big cat. Why? Um, that's their personalities. You have a you have a dog that has the personality of a cat. How could that be? Well, they're Tibetan mastiffs. That's just their personality type. 
They're not a suck-up dog. They're kind of more <laughs> like a cat. <laughs> in other words, indifferent until they want you. Well, pet me if I want to get petted. Otherwise, don't bother me. Oh, yeah. But um, It's an attitude, I know. It's an attitude thing. I adore him, but, you know, I mean, it's like most people wouldn't tolerate it the, as a dog. The Egyptians, you see, they understood. Not only did they understand the attitude, they worshipped it. Oh, well, I mean, I think it's great because he's not in my face all the time with a filthy ball. <laughs> but that's the other thing, too. If I throw a ball, he looks at me like, you know, well, if you wanted it, why'd you throw it away? Kind of cat-like. <laughs> well, all right, then your dog is somewhat cat-like, yes. Anyhow, I had to tell you, um, originally, I've had him since he was a baby. I had Sorry. planned to get a female. Yes. When I went to the breeder, this one climbed up in my lap and told the other puppies to get away from me. He was mine. Well, that, okay, that's how it works. And, and that's how you know when, when the moment has arrived. In the case of one of my other cats, I'm sure I've told this before, Shadow is her name. Uh, it was the one cat that we adopted from a cattery. And we went, oh, God, we saw, you know, like hundreds of cats. We went into about, I don't know, six giant cat enclosures where there were like 100 or 200 cats in each one. When we got to this final enclosure, and we had seen a couple of really pretty cats, but we got to this final enclosure, and here comes this black, uh, this black strike of lightning. I mean, this cat flew across the bodies of the other cats at about a thousand miles an hour, ran across all of them, out the little door that was open, right up my pant leg, grabbed me around the neck, put her two paws around my neck, and held on for dear life and wouldn't let go. And, and I looked at Ramon and I said, well, I, I guess that's the one, huh? <laughs> so, more often than not, they pick you. East of the Rockies, you're on the air. Hello. Hello, Art. Hi. West of the Rockies, call toll-free 1-800-618-8255. start already, Gerald. Uh, all, we, all, all we can allow you to do on the air is give a first name only. So your name okay, is yes. Gerald. Uh, yes. Okay, where are you calling Boston, from? Boston, Michigan. Okay. Hey, uh, I'd just like to say a comment on your uh, your movie. Oh, uh, yeah, the day like after it. tomorrow. Yes, yes, it was it was very uh, very good. Uh, I was just wondering uh, if I asked you how you came along to uh, do that movie. Well, first of all, I didn't do the movie. I wrote uh, with Whitley Strieber, the coming global superstorm that became that movie. Yes. Um. And it, Whitley and I wrote that book because of what we think is going on with the weather. And obviously people decided it was a very good story and made it into a movie, which, by the way, now is like number 30 or something of all-time movies. Yes, and yes. and has, has made well over $500 million at this point. So it's incredible. I mean, it's incredible what it has done. Hopefully it'll wake people up. I mean, you start hearing stories about tornadoes up in B.C., and it, it's time to wake up. Yes. I, 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 bl I believe on your, uh, your uh, theory there. I hear a panting dog. Oh, yeah, that's, that's uh, my dog. <laughs> yeah, well, either that or you've got a pretty unusual brother or sister. Anyway, anything else? Uh, yeah, uh, I'd like to comment on also, uh, since you, uh, talked about your cats, uh, it seems that, uh, a lot of people are calling about, uh, dogs. Yeah, all of a sudden. That's right. Yeah. I, I, you do have, uh, uh real nice cats. I, I have two myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, two of them, huh? Yes. Okay. Well, thank you very much for the call, and, uh, I guess there's a lot of us out there with, uh, animal kingdom friends, huh?
Does anybody, have you ever seen any numbers on percentage of pet ownership in the U.S.? For example, how many cats are owned? How many dogs are owned? Does anybody really know? On the international line, you're on the air. Hello. Oh, I'm sorry. This is the international line? Uh, it is. Oh, you man. have dialed the wrong number. Yes, And I you're did. honestly admitting that. Uh, yes, I am. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you, sir. West of the Rockies, you're on the air. Hello. Hi. Um, my name is Dave, and I'm just going to tell you, uh, we have family living in northern Alberta. Yes, sir. And we just got a call here, uh, what the heck was it, a couple of days ago, they got a tornado. That's right. And it's incredible because it's, it's uh, where we were living was four and a half hours northwest of Edmonton. Look, sir, it's the Midwest um, weather pattern moving north. Right. That, that's what's happening. Yeah, like... Uh, I don't think they've ever had one that far north, uh, especially up in that area. That, so that, that may or may not be correct, but the frequency of it now is telling us an incredible story if we only listen. Right. And the, the strange thing about it is uh, my mother-in-law was saying uh, when the tornado hit, it was cold. Usually, don't, don't you need the warm weather mixed with the cooler air? Well, yes, you need a collision, and generally you have the warm air where you are, and the cold air encroaching. And so uh, when you have the storm, then it will drop uh, 10, 20, 30 degrees as the storm progresses. But it usually begins warm, not cold. Right. And they were saying it's been, it was very cold when this hit. Well, uh, I'm, I'm telling you, it's changing. I mean, it's obvious, and I think everybody in their gut knows it too. The weather is changing. Evelyn Paglini's coming up next from the high desert. I'm Art Bell. Want to time travel? Go back to past shows on Streamlink. Sign up online at coasttocoastam.com. The first-time caller line is area code 775-727-1222. 
To talk with Art Bell from east of the Rockies, call toll-free at 800-825-5033. From west of the Rockies, call 800-618-8255. International callers may reach Art by calling your in-country Sprint Access number, pressing option 5, and dialing toll-free 800-893-0903. From coast to coast and worldwide on the Internet, this is Coast to Coast AM. With Art Bell. I just took a one in a million photograph. You know, during the break, I went next door to see Ramona, as I normally do. And we've got, uh, she's got a little hobby room in there. And, you know, there's a single bed in there for visitors and that sort of thing. That's where her computer is. And she generally spends all her time when I'm on the air or and or otherwise on the radio. And, ha, huh, you'll never see this. Not in a million years. To you, it might be nothing, but in our household, it's one in a million. I've got a wild cat named Comet. You can't take Comet's picture. You can't do it. I mean, this cat sees a camera come, and he'll just take off a million miles an hour, but I tricked him. I did it. Here, I went into the other room, and here are all four of our cats lying on this bed and and so i snuck in and i got the camera and i whipped around the corner and took a picture of course uh comet's now under the bed but it's the first time i've been able to get a photograph of all four of them together ever and i i whipped it down to the right size sent it off to the website and within minutes it should be up there for all of you to see there are all four all four of our animals our animals, an extremely rare picture, which I snapped during the break and processed during the break and sent up to the Internet during the break. All right, warning. I'm issuing now my Class 1A. We're about to talk to some... Uh, we're, we're about to talk to some very serious, very real, and very adult issues. Therefore... If you are a parent and your child is still awake at this hour, which probably they ought not be, be informed. We're going to talk about some scary stuff and some controversial stuff. We're going to talk about the paranormal, witchcraft, and sex. So I thought I'd lay it out straight for you. Be warned. What's coming up may not be for the ears of small ones. I feel compelled to give that warning. You've got enough notice right now. Turn the radio off. If you find this material uh, disturbing or you don't want your children to hear it, turn it off now. Dr. Evelyn Paglini, parapsychologist, is one of the leading authorities on the occult and the supernatural in the U.S., she was born into a centuries-old family of practitioners of the occult and... At the age of four, her grandfather began teaching her natural magic. She is a psychic, metaphysical teacher, lecturer, consultant, doctor of divinity, and spiritual warrior. She also founded the International Psychic Center, a research investigation organization that has been uh, called upon as an expert by law enforcement agencies. She's set precedent in the Texas court system on a child abuse case with ritual overtones and worked with law enforcement on missing persons and murder cases involving the occult and the supernatural. Evelyn Paglini is a witch. Stay right where you are. You've been warned. 
you know, to be honest with you, I, I don't recall exactly how it began. I know it was several months ago, and it was probably a caller. You know, most things on this program begin because of something that a caller says one way or the other. And I, I think it was a caller that related some sort of psychic um, experience that had sexual overtones, pretty heavy ones. And so I sort of made note of that mentally, and I think I, I said, look, if there's anybody else with this sort of experience, please fire me off an email. Oh, my God. It still hasn't stopped. I've, I've had thousands and thousands of responses, and I thought, well, what do I do with this? You know, what do I do with this? I, it's very hard to talk about. It's, it's hard enough to talk about the world of psychic occurrence the spirit world, whatever you want to call it, and then throw sex in on top of that, um, it's just really hard. And I thought, whoa, boy, am I in trouble. Where am I going to get a guest to talk about this connection? And and now I've got Evelyn Paglini, and she says she can talk about it. Evelyn? Hi, Art. Welcome back to the program. Thank you so much. It's always a pleasure to be with you. Listen, I want to thank you. Evelyn sent me for my 59th birthday, which occurred June 17th, this incredible, incredible globe. Oh, it's a globe. It's really awesome. It's a, a pretty good giant-sized globe that's made entirely of gemstones. Oh, my God. What an incredible piece, Evelyn. You should not have done it, but thank oh. you. I'm glad I put a smile on your face. A smile? Oh, I jumped up and down. Ramona jumped up and down. Big time. Thank you so much. It is astoundingly beautiful. You're welcome. So, anyway, here you are, and you heard what I had to say, and that's, that's how it developed on the program, but I, I really haven't been able to find anybody to address it. You know, most of the guests that I have, they... They admit, since I've been talking about this, oh, yes, there's a gigantic connection between the occult and sexuality, but they don't want to talk about it. <laughs> it has always been, but it is a taboo. It's very difficult to understand. Uh, certainly most people who are practitioners are well aware of its power as well as its usage. And it can have a sinister effect. And so, therefore, most people will not discuss it and certainly won't uh, give you the insight or the techniques. Okay. Um, you know, some of the audience, obviously, tonight, as every night, will be new. And they're going to say, practice what? what? What are we talking about here? Um, we're talking about what I guess I call witchcraft. Others call the craft. What is it exactly, Evelyn? Just so we have the basis down here. Well, the basis is natural magic tuning into that which is nature and the elements, being able to use the forces of nature to manipulate them, to be able to influence uh, other people, outcomes, effects. And those practitioners who have an understanding of it are able to uh, enjoy goals as well as, uh, let's say, block or stop or repel. I talked to a man last night, Daniel, who uh, had gone to various countries around the world and tried different psychedelics, and he, he laid heavily into the ritual aspect of the taking of these psychedelics and, and the rituals and things that some of these tribes and so forth 
believed in, uh, Evelyn, and a very great deal of it was natural worship of the sun, of the moon, of the earth. And so many tribes we seem to run into around the world do seem to worship those things. And you're saying it's, it is those things and it's natural. It is. And, and it, it crosses all cultures and all religions. It is the basics of magic. And when you tune into the forces of nature, you have no idea what you can accomplish. I think, Art, the final frontier is the mind, because we do not know exactly the uh, potential of the mind and what it can accomplish. You've seen with your experiments, uh, when you have gotten the collective consciousness to focus their attention on something, the outcome can be tremendous, could it not? No, it was, Evelyn. I saw it happen. I was, I was, we were all part of it. Uh, a great yes. deal of this audience was part of it, so they know. A listener sent in a question. Elizabeth asks the following. Can I practice the craft and still believe and go to my church? Absolutely. I was raised Roman Catholic, and I have uh, no problem with integrating natural magic and Christianity. Um. Huh. How because many, I believe how, in how God, many, and many, I believe that God gave us nature and the elements and the forces. How many practitioners of Christianity, um, you know, for example, priests, do you think might, if, if a parishioner were to go to them and say, look, um, I'm a good Christian uh, father, but I want to go and practice a little bit of witchcraft, um, do you think they would be as generous in, in, in recommending this cross-pollination um, I would say probably 80% would not, Right. but I have been very blessed because I had a father, Richard Wood, from Loyola University many, many years ago, and uh, this man understood me and I understood him. And one that we both know, Father Malachi Martin, oh, yes. that was in 1968, where we had many discussions on it. And so there was no problem with him and I. So, then, calling upon natural powers, powers of the wind, of the sun, of the earth, um, these, these are every bit, you believe, in concert with the concept of our God as we believe it to be. Yes, I do. As Christians. Yeah. I feel we have a choice once we have the power in our hands, and it is by the intent that we use that power, whether it become positive or negative. In other words, don't blame the devil made me do it. Yeah. You're the one who made the choice. If I show you how to do something, yes. and then you use it against your fellow man, who made that choice? You did. Correct. So you must take responsibility for your action. What magic gives you is the power to change something, to influence something. You are the person who chooses the intent. Okay. Um, Power is neutral. <laughs> all right. Uh, there's going to be a lot of intent uh, in what we're about to talk about. Now, we, are, are you at all surprised that I got this massive response uh, to the question about the supernatural, which I discuss on the show a lot, uh, and then the sexual aspect of it? It was like... It was like a landslide here, uh, Evelyn, really, a landslide. I was very glad that you got a landslide response huh. because this has gone on in history for tens of thousands of years. 
But most people who have experienced any form of this are too ashamed, too frightened to talk to other people. They could be ridiculed or shot down or disbelief. And not only is it difficult for a woman, but it's even harder for a man. I, so, uh, that's uh, right. I'm glad, you know, I'm glad you got the response you got. Well, I sure did. And it came, by the way, from both sexes. Absolutely. I mean, un uniformly from both sexes. So yeah. I was astounded. And so obviously there really is something to this. What are, are some of the techniques one might use in, in magic in, involved in sexuality? Well, if we're going to start at level one, I were, like I say, every person out there would like to know how to, um, let's say, increase their sexuality or to have a technique to draw a person to them sexually. Then you could use imitative and sympathetic magic. And uh, imitative would be to uh, have a picture of a person. Yes. Okay, uh, that is your subject. And then, of course, sympathetic magic is that which is in sympathy with the body. It would help if you could have something that was like an unmorsed article of clothing or, let's say, strands of hair, uh, fingernail pairings, anything that was part of or worn close to the body. Why, is, uh, why are these artifacts of, I guess they're of the person, the hair, the fingernails, mm -hmm. those are mentioned all the time. Uh, why? Because they establish a bond, a link, okay, with you and that subject. Well, in and your fingernail you... clippings, in your hair, uh, whatever, Evelyn, your entire DNA, your little snowflake DNA uh, is, is complete in, right. in each one of those things. That's right. Huh. And so what you have done now is established a link to that very person that is going to become the subject you are going to work upon. Huh. And once you have imitative and sympathetic magic, you can use many different means. The means today in modern witchcraft is wax figures known as image candles. And, of course, the gender of the choice that you are working on. So once you've done that, what you're going to use naturally would be red because you are talking about sex. You are talking about stimulating the sexual organs and the libido itself. And so the color would be red in the gender of the subject that you are going to be working on. And what you're going to do, if you're going to be calling in, uh, let's say, the elements, then you would call in the element of fire, because, again, you want to ignite the passion of an individual. <laughs> and so, therefore, you can also use uh, so many different things in order to enhance and to influence. Um, so... Um, are you, <laughs> I'm trying to put this together. Are you, are you trying to influence uh, a particular person's sexual desire for you? In most instances, that's what you'd be doing, right? On level one, yes. On level one. Yeah. That's just level one. And, and, and so how successful is this kind of thing? Assuming that you put together a ritual, you've got a candle, you've got red all over the place and all the rest of it. What can your, what's your expectation? Well, if you have imitative and sympathetic going for you and you are very good with meditation and visualization, which is a prerequisite, yes. uh, your outcome will be astoundingly quick and very satisfying. Really? Yes.
In other words, your phone is going to ring. Uh, she's going to knock on he or she is going to knock on your door. Or no, she, you're going to notice that there's a chemistry that is going to start being emitted, and that chemistry between the two of you is going to be enhanced. And so, therefore, the uh, let's say sexual tension will build between the two of you. Uh-huh. Now, if you're dating, okay, if you have this person as already a mate or a level. Then you can take your lover to the next level. And people are talking about that all the time. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, there are many techniques of doing that, not only with a wax figure, but there's a, a really good one, and it's quick. Uh, get your paper and pencil out because <laughs> it's really very good. All right. Let's say that you are laying next to your mate. Now, this has got to be done when that person is already asleep and you're awake. Uh-huh. You can say this by whispering it, but you can also say it emotionally, mentally. What is it we're saying? And that would be, you need me. You want me. You desire me. You cannot live without me. You see my face before you. No matter where you go, say this over and over and over again. You are penetrating the psyche of that individual, and you are binding them emotionally as well as sexually to you. Isn't that like a post-hypnotic suggestion? Not if you're saying it mentally, guys. The post-hypnotic suggestion has got to be audible. Well, you said it could be audible. or I said you can whisper it. I said, but you would get more emotion if you did it mentally. And, and roll over it again. A lot of people can't write that quickly. You need me? You need me. Yeah. You want me. You desire me. Mm. You cannot live without me. You see my face before you. No matter where you go. <laughs> uh, and and this and it, in your mind, what you're doing is you're bombarding the sleeping subject. Mentally, you are breaking into the psyche, and you are planting seeds. And in your mind's eye, with your visualization technique. You are making love to that person, and they mentally are responding back. And you are establishing a bond that is unbelievable. Mm. We haven't even done a, a blood moon ritual yet. <laughs> a blood moon ritual. Uh, you need me. You want me. You desire me. You cannot live without me. You see my face everywhere. You see my face before you. Before you everywhere. Yeah, that that really will work, Evelyn? Oh, yes. Of course, this is somebody you're already fairly close to since you're this is in someone bed that with you them. are living with that is your lover, your mate, your partner. <sighs> yes. And you want to enhance the love, the passion, and the binding action of the two of you. All right. I'll hold it right there. Evelyn, Dr. Evelyn Paglini is my guest. She's a witch, and she's got instructive things for you this night. If you listen carefully, maybe you want to try one of them.
direction completely disappears. By the blue tiled walls, near the market stalls, there's a hidden door she leads you to. These days, she says, I feel my life just like a river running through the air. Talk with Art Bell. Call the Wildcard Line at area code 775-727-1295. The first-time caller line is area code 775-727-1222. To talk with Art Bell from East of the Rockies, call toll-free at 800-825-5033. From West of the Rockies, call Art at 800-618-8255. International callers may reach Art Bell by calling your in-country Sprint Access number, pressing option 5. And dialing toll-free 800-893-0903. From coast to coast and worldwide on the Internet, this is Coast to Coast AM with Art Bell. I want to warn you, you know, witchcraft, witchcraft, bellcraft, like anything else, has good and bad, and you're going to hear about both tonight. So, the standard sort of sexual content, paranormal content, witchcraft content... But look out, it's going to get strange. And I absolutely love sax. That's S-A-X, saxophone. <laughs> but the other's all right, too. We'll be right back. Even though this is level one that we're talking about right now, Evelyn. Correct. Um, I guess I would like to stop before we proceed and ask you what you think the ethics are of doing this. In other words, you're, if this works, then you are strongly um, affecting your intentions, imposing your intentions on another person. If that is your mate, your partner, your lover, yes. then all you're doing is enhancing the sexual act and the bond between you. Uh-huh. But unfortunately, there are practitioners out there who are going to use the same knowledge and the same power in the wrong way. Their ethics are not present at all. But the magic works either way, right? Power is neutral. It's yeah. only the intent. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the ethics can be good or they can be wanting. That's correct. And then they cross the line. But it... many do. And there are people out there that have been affected by these acts of practitioners Unbeknowns, unwanted, unsolicited. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And they will call in here inevitably, Evelyn, or fire me a fast blast and ask, what can I do to stop this? It's like a curse on me. And they have an opportunity to do a separation or a breakup spell. I've had many men as well as women call and tell me that they have lost their partner due to magic by a sexual spell being cast upon them. And once you have the target and you know the person who has caused this, 
Yes, you can do a separation or a breakup spell. Uh, well, we all know vengeance hath no, you know, like a woman. Or a man. Uh, or a man. Uh, a scorn. So, I mean, this could get to be rough stuff. Is there, if you're going to, I guess this is sort of, it's sort of casting a spell, isn't it? Yes, it is. Uh, okay, it's, we'll call it what and it that's is. That's why so. the person that's going to counterbalance this has got to have some knowledge or at least someone behind them that does. Mm -hmm. Is there any time of the day or night or week or month or whatever when these things are easier to do, when natural forces are more with you? Absolutely. Um, you could always use a waxing moon when you are going after something positive or a waning moon if you're doing a separation or a breakup. Huh. You can use a new moon or a full moon because it will give you extra power. Why is the moon important? The moon has such an influence on this planet, not just in the tides and, of course, us being so much filled with water on our emotions, huh. but when you also use, let's say, the goddess Diana and the influence of the waxing and the waning of the moon, you're gaining extra power. And so, therefore, when you're doing this kind of a ritual, you want all the assistance, all the help that you can get. And you can get it by timing it just right. Absolutely. Uh, 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 now, uh, uh, in uh, the uh, evening is the best time. The reason why is you always want to make sure that the subject that you are working on has in a repose or in a relaxed state. So the best time is when they're sleeping. I would like to understand really what it is about the moon. I, You know, I don't doubt its power, Evelyn. Uh, anybody who does... Uh, Anything with the public, I do a talk program, and you can be doggone sure if you do an open line night on a full moon night, look out, baby, it's going to hit the fan. And, you know, cops can tell you, emergency service workers can tell you, 911 people can tell you, the moon really is important to us in one way or another. And when that moon gets full, people get nuts. Because, see, the moon is the closest to us, and it is the one that reflects all of the vibrations huh. and all of the energies from the entire universe and solar system. It is what beams here to Earth. When we understand these influences, we can tap into the forces and the vibrations and use them to manipulate. You know, astronomers say it's rubbish that the amount of effect, gravitationally or in any other way, that the moon or other planets could have on us is ridiculous. Uh, there just couldn't be an effect, they say, and yet I don't doubt it. Uh, having witnessed it over many, many years here in talk radio, there is something about the moon, so, so there's something they don't know. That is correct. And again, when you're calling upon the goddess Diana, then you can also use what is called blood on the moon. Now, this is taking it to the next level. When you want to really bind a person to you yes. sexually, yes. not only in this lifetime, but even in the next. You mean you there's, there's, there's sex in the next life? Yeah. That's, that's, we'll get back to that. That's important. Yeah. <laughs> Please continue. So. What you're going to use is the blood, menstrual blood. Three drops is used, and it is either going to be put in wine, 
that is going to be uh, ingested by the subject. What kind of blood? Minstrel. Your ministration blood. My God. Three drops. This is very ancient art. This has gone back thousands of I, years. I've never, not heard, something I, new. I've never heard of anything like this in my life. I told you most people who are practitioners are not going to give up this kind of information. Yeah. I, I can see why. Yeah. That's, that's in, incredible. Okay, and so... You're going to mix that into, let's say, a, um, a sugu, a sauce. Yeah. Okay, that would be ingested by your subject. Uh-huh. Or you could mix it in, as I mentioned, the wine or a meatloaf or a sandwich, yeah. anything. What a, I guess it doesn't matter, but it's a binding agent. It is a bind, it is the binding agent. The binding agent. Yeah, it's better than the witch's cord. It's better than a, a, a knob candle. It's better than the thread that you tie in knots. This is the ultimate binding action. And it has been used for tens of thousands of years. Just like the nectar of the gods, honey, is blood. Uh, where, where, Evelyn, is knowledge like this written down? Is it, is it written down? Oh, if you would get some of the old Leland books or Aradia, the Gospel of Witches, um, I believe there's also Dion Fortune has several books right. that are very good on it. Um, I'm just pulling it right off the top of my head, but there are no, several excellent that's, books out there. Yeah, I was just curious. This is knowledge... That has been known and practiced for how long? Tens of thousands of years. Because we haven't even gotten into the planes of existence and what you can do by creating a familiar, a doppelganger. We haven't gone there yet, babe. Um, That's when it gets sinister. When you, well, okay. When when you uh, cast a spell of this kind, what can your expectations be in terms of how long it might last? Is it a temporary thing? Does it last a number of years, a lifetime? What? If you have a person that you are trying to cause them to go against their natural choice or will, will, then you're going to have to do the ritual often in order to sustain it. If you have a willing partner, meaning a loved one, a, a husband, a wife, then the spell is going to only increase and it can last a lifetime. And again, to the next lifetime. But that's natural love enhanced. Right. That's natural love enhanced. But if you're, if you're essentially... Going for- forcing, against the person's free will, you forcing, have to continue it. Yes, if you're forcing somebody, then you've got to reinforce it how, how often, for example. It depends on the strength of the practitioner. If they're uh, a practitioner that's got at least 15 years under their belt, I would have to say it would last uh, possibly years. If they are a person that's a neophyte, a chela, an initiate, six months. Is, Is doing such a thing to a person for your own satisfaction, whatever, uh, yeah, your yeah. desire, your yes, desire for control. It may not necessarily yeah. be love. It may be just lust. Maybe. And so do the majority of people who do this kind of thing to another, Evelyn, in your experience, find it satisfying or ultimately shallow because they're forcing an event which ain't natural. <laughs> and, you know, after a while, they, they, they must start to feel the other person is not 
sexually turned on to me. They have a conscience. They don't have a conscience. They want. I know, but part of the ego is the fact that that other person is giving themselves to you because they want you, not because they're under a spell. That's right, and you're controlling them, and that is the ultimate high, the ultimate power over another person. But isn't... For, for many, if, if even not most, wouldn't there be a diminishing of the satisfaction of being with that person, knowing that they're being forced to do it as opposed to wanting to do it? You have to, Each person is different. You have to understand the psyche of the practitioner. Or is the ego sufficiently satisfied by exercising the power to make that person do something they don't want to do? Yeah, it usually is the ego. Yes. You hit the nail on the head. <laughs> yeah, I guess, huh? Uh, well, there's no shortage of egos out there. So, you know, a lot of people who probably don't believe in witchcraft anyway, they do wonder, though, how much of this is going on out there on an everyday sort of basis, Evelyn? As I said, there are tens of thousands of people just at the basics of the person being a practitioner wanting or enhancing or stealing a husband or a wife. That's happening all the time. All the time, huh? And when we get to the... But people using magic, people using yes. at least this level of magic. Yes. Yes. I hear it all the time, Art. Huh. And I have for the last 45 years. Well, of course, you've been dead center in the middle of it, but the average citizen doesn't for the most part, hear a word about this. I mean, unless they're hearing this program tonight, Evelyn, I can guarantee that last little ritual you took us through, most people haven't heard about it, I guarantee. Or at least I... Uh, maybe they I don't know the actual ritual unless they're a practitioner, but they know the outcome because it's either them or a loved one that it's been worked upon. Um, it mentions in your bio that you're a spiritual warrior. That that's one aspect of what you do. That is correct. If a wife begins to realize that somebody has put a spell on her husband, then she has to become a spiritual warrior, right? She's going to be at war with that this is other. Correct. Wo- yes, because she's dealing with a practitioner, and she's going to have to learn how to combat it, how to reverse it, how to break it, how to separate it. In other words, she's going to tap the same forces, but use them positively. Well, in most households, you know, when mothers talk to daughters, this is not part of that talk they have about the way the world works. <laughs> or maybe maybe I'm wrong, and maybe there are many more households where it is part of that talk. than, I mean, uh, some... It is in every culture. Believe me, there is always the uh, grandmother or the great aunt that is going to give you the secrets. It's passed down from generation to generation. It always has been, no matter the tradition, the culture, or the religion. So you say something like, honey, it's time to sit down and talk about the birds, the bees, and a little magic. That is correct. <laughs> My goodness. Um, all right. Uh, is there a way? Is there a way to compel a person to leave the person they're with, to be, for example, with you. Now, that's a little bit on the dark side, and that's where we're headed a little bit here, folks. That's why I issued the warning. I mean, this is serious stuff. If you wanted to take somebody away from somebody else, is there magic that would achieve that? Yes, there is. 
You're using the same tools, imitative, sympathetic, but the intent is different. What you're going to first do is cause havoc within the marriage or within the lover Uh so that there becomes irritability, disdain, confusion, and the person are not in conjunction with each other. So therefore now that person is vulnerable. Now you do an attraction ritual using imitative and sympathetic magic to draw that person within to your web. <laughs> and as you spin your web, yes. it gets tighter and tighter and you draw that person to you as you cause more friction, more harm, more aggravation in the household. And eventually you will get that mate to lead their spouse and to seek solace and comfort with you. Wow. I must tell you, Evelyn, the majority of the people that I have on the program and talk about things like this, they say, um, to me, it's, it's kind of wussy new ageism, if you will. But, but, you know, when you ask them about this sort of thing, they will say, look, you can't use it for what would be considered by most a negative reason. You just can't do it. It's all white light and beautiful, and the other stuff doesn't work. They say that, but that's rubbish, huh? They're, they want it to be that way, but yeah. power is neutral. Power is power. And if I choose to reach across where thousands of miles and influence another person, I can do it. I can do it wrongly, or I can do it positively. And you can ask so many of the people in your audience who have gotten to know me these past seven years. I have come to them during ritual and given them extra energy and extra power. So they know it to be true. Thousands of miles away, you can affect and you can influence another. And it's only those people who don't want to believe it who are even more vulnerable. I would suppose they would be the vulnerable, wouldn't they? In other words, their mind, there's no, there's no afforded protection then from being a skeptic, a doubter, a, a person who says, what a total bunch of, you know what? Until it happens to them. Until it happens to them and then, uh. They seek me out. Do you get a lot of people like that, Evelyn? People who were great doubters, but uh, with the reality of what's happening to them, and they're, they're what, feeling out of control, knowing that they're not acting with their own will, or what? I'm usually the last resort, and they have tried everything. I'm but sure. when they realize that it's so unusual what has been done to their mate, they are looking for answers, and the answers always lie. In magic because they find out that the person has been dabbling or they come from a heritage or a background they know when it's being magic that it's been causing the rift within the household there are many other heritages uh, aren't there other than ours that would recognize uh, this sort of intervention uh, more quickly than than we would huh absolutely you're Italian uh, practitioners uh, your Irish, uh, your English, your German, um, many of them, be, because of the old European religions and, and because of the society 
that has gone down through the ages. This is common knowledge. Absolutely. All right, hold it right there. Evelyn Paglini is my guest. I'm Art Bell. In the middle of the night. Trees swaying in the summer breeze Showing off their silver leaves As we walk Kisses on a summer's day Laughing all our cares away The first-time caller line is area code 775-727-1222. To talk with Art Bell from east of the Rockies, call toll-free at 800-825-5033. From west of the Rockies, call 800-618-8255. International callers may reach Art by calling your in-country Sprint Access number, pressing option 5 and dialing toll-free 800-893-0903. From coast to coast and worldwide on the Internet, this is Coast to Coast AM with Art Bell. I'll tell you something. Music is not a small part of setting the right mood, the set setting for doing something like we're doing tonight. Uh, Dr. Evelyn Paglini is my guest. She is a witch. She practices the craft, and she's here tonight talking about sexuality, and I should add, how you can practice the craft. Well, all right, I've already given you a warning. I'm going to give you another one right now. This has been sort of level one that we've done so far, but we're about to go, well, take this relationship between the audience and 
Evelyn up another level. <laughs> so be warned. I mean, this is not for the little ones, and this may not even be for you if it gives you the heebie-jeebies to listen to it or puts an insight smile on your face. Uh, I don't know. Either way, be warned that <laughs> this is explicit material we're dealing with. And here, once again, is Evelyn Paglini. Evelyn. Thank all you so right. much. Uh, by the way, uh, let's get it in there. You know, a million people are going to want to contact you for whatever reason. It always occurs every program. This will be no different. If they want to get hold of you, want your help, want advice, want whatever it is people want when they get hold of you, how do they do it? Well, I have one number, 818. Oh, a toll-free number, really. Okay, 1-818-407-1951. And what's that for? And that is to reach me, 818-407-1951. Um, now, you can also call 818 if you would like to talk to the product and mystical blend. Okay, I was full of it. 818 would not be a toll-free number, would it? No. No, okay. Yeah, that's right. Good. They're paying for it. So, One more thing, Art. I gave the audience, those who are interested in auras, uh, if they will go to mysticalblend.com, there is an entire class that they can print out and learn about the auras. Also, under Ask a Witch, I have answered several questions that have been sent to me. You have a little column called Ask a Witch? Yes. <laughs> it's on my website, mysticalblend.com. But those who want to know about the auras, the, uh, there's a very good class up there, free. I, I imagine, uh, boy, boy, that's quite a twist on some other columns, Ask a Witch. Uh, that would be fun to read all by itself, and that's on your website? Yes, it is. <laughs> okay, so uh, like FAQs, you know. Of a witch, frequent, frequently asked questions. Correct. Uh, okay. Um, when most people call you, Evelyn, what are they after? I've got an awful lot of people who have been experiencing psychic attack. And so they are trying to remove a negativity, send back a negativity to the sender, uh, stop a negative cycle that they have been under. So it's either psychic attack or it is in the realm that we are talking about this evening. Question, Evelyn. How does a person delineate between a psychic attack and bad luck and just, I don't know, people have ups and downs in their life? Life goes like that, up and down, up and down, up and down, good and bad. How do you... Yeah, it goes up and down, and it usually comes to an end. A cycle only runs a course. A spell doesn't end, and it starts coming from all sides. There so, is no up and down. It's so down and it, then down further. It would, it would begin to rain bad luck. Correct, and it hits you in every aspect of life. And it may start in your prosperity or financial arena, right. but eventually it will hit your health and then it will hit emotionally and socially and then relatively. So if you're under attack, there is not going to be any doubt about it. Or, well, there might be, but I mean, you know, to, to a person who understands a little bit about this, there wouldn't be any doubt. They would know they're under attack. Yes, and many of them know that it's a person doing it. 
In other words, they'll say, it's this person at work who's into Santeria. It's my mother-in-law who I know practices magic. It's my sister-in-law who dabbles. Mm-hmm. In other words, it's not always coming from out of the blue. They usually know that they're, they have crossed someone in the, the field, and this person is now seeking revenge. All right. A couple of quick fast blasts that have come my way. Riken of in Toronto says, hey, Art. I've used psychic seduction methods for 19 years now. It's never failed me. It takes anywhere from 1 to 10 weeks. You do a plan, daily visualizations, see, feel as if it happened, monitor change, maintain confident attitude always, practice to be a pro. So there's somebody who's flat out saying, yes, you bet it works, and I've been using it. Frank in Los Angeles, though, says, tonight's spells are true. I have several women in love with me or under my control now i've used those words for years i however didn't didn't really know it was witchcraft i'm just big flirt my question is how do i free these women i need help honest <laughs> well, there's your separation <laughs> ritual and your breakup ritual you yeah. have to be careful what you ask for because you're going to get it. And to the first person that fast blasted you, yes. what is above, so be it below. Uh, and that's what he's practicing. Visualization well, becomes manifestation. Yes. But, and that's what he's been practicing. But when you say below, that sounds dark. No, but meaning here on the physical plane. Okay. What is above in the ethereal or astral plane? Yes manifests on the physical plane. Okay. All right. Uh, can can a practitioner experience sexual satisfaction using astral projection? I, the reason I, one of the reasons, I'll tell you, I have interviewed the very best people uh, who do astral pro, uh, projection and, and, and tell us how, how to do it. They've come on with like 101 courses, kind of like you're doing with witchcraft right now. And there's one area where... I asked, and I every time I got a, an affirmative, either a chuckle, a laugh, or your damn right art kind of answer, sure, you can have sex. Um, you can leave your body, and you can actually go have sex with another person in the physical plane. They, they say it's true, and you're, telling, you're going to tell me it's true. It's not only true, but it's also sinister, because there are many people who do not wish it, well, yeah, it's like rape. Yes, it is rape. They are being violated. They are being sexually abused and molested by people who have the discipline and the control of astral projection. So it's and true. And to answer your question, yes, the practitioner can experience satisfaction. I had a lot of women write to me, Evelyn, and I really mean this, who absolutely say they were raped. And I, I got responses that varied on the scale from terror and anger to I enjoyed it. I, I, I mean, they're, they're, I, I got all kinds of responses. I, I had no idea how to deal with these at all. And well, be, the reason why are, is there's so many different variations. A practitioner is a person who's using astral projection, another form of molestation, on the ethereal could be a practitioner creating a familiar and sending it to the victim another is a doppelganger which is a double of themselves and that's only on this plane what if you're getting into the incubus 
or the succubus, which is a spirit, an entity that preys and feeds upon a person sexually arousing them, yeah. starting out quite quietly, innocently, and seductive, and then turning violent and constant, constant repetition because they need that sexual energy. They feed off of it. That is the true psychic vampire, honey. Yeah, but how is this in any way different than rape? It isn't. It isn't. Right? It, it isn't. It's, it isn't. It's just a way of raping and not getting caught, it, more or less. Yes. But um, the people out there, they don't know how to talk about it. How would you explain that you are being sexually molested, raped, and violated in the middle of the night by a spirit? You couldn't. Where you are being held down. You couldn't. Where you're paralyzed. Yeah, you couldn't. There's no way. Except Who do you talk to? How do you explain it to someone? That's why they don't come out. That's why I'm so happy that so many people responded to you, Art. Well, you're going to get a lot of response to this. I absolutely guarantee, because there are women out there, a lot of them, Evelyn, who are being attacked in the manner we just described. And can you help them? Yes, I can, depending on who's doing it and what they're up against. If they're dealing with a spirit or an entity, an incubus or a succubus. And by the way, how do you find out what you're up against? That's why I have to talk to the person. I have to find out how it started. Uh -huh. Is it someone that they know? Is it someone that they know is a practitioner? Or has this, like the one gentleman that I'm dealing with who's 57 years old, yes. this came out of the blue. It's not something that he certainly was desirous of. And it is not a practitioner, but it is a succubus. But how do you how do you figure that out, Evelyn? If you're being attacked and you don't know your attacker, how in the world what do you what do you ask the person to help determine what it is they're facing? The way it starts out, it will start out very seductive, very comforting. And then it increases not only in intensity and violence, but the occurrence. The person will feel utterly drained. It will be a, they were total exhaustion when they wake up in the morning. Many, many have had bruises and marks. Yep, yep. Okay, so you know that you are not dealing with a person that is a practitioner using a familiar or a doppelganger. You are using not using anything, you're into the spirit, entity, incubus, succubus, or you're into the demons, <laughs> the beings that are interdimensional, that exist on other planes of existence, that can pierce the veil, and they too need the sexual energy, which stimulates the pituitary glands, which stimulates what we call the kundalini force. And that is what they thrive upon. That is All what right. they draw out of you. All right, here's, here's where you're going to have to help me understand something. I was sort of joking about this in the first hour, but once you've left the physical, Evelyn, once you've left your body behind, yeah. then um, since you know sex is such a physical thing, uh, it would be the one thing that you would think uh, over on the other side uh, there just wouldn't be a lot of. And 
and so from a spirit point of view or an entity point of view, you know, something without a body, why and how does sex still enter into the equation at all? Because it is a life force. Oh, it is. Yes. Sure, sure it is. And so therefore they need it to sustain themselves. That's why I said they feed upon it. Huh. It is their sustenance. So huh. spirits will look for those individuals that they can stimulate and arouse and get to sexual orgasm because it feeds them. So there are cases even of... Uh, departed husbands or wives coming back to still have sex with their with their their life mates on occasion but it's more if a departed mate comes to them it is for comfort it can turn subtly sexual but normally no and something else the dearly departed need sometimes to comfort and to touch, to sustain them because they have decided to stay earthbound. But there also is a game that is played out there, and the audience should be made aware, especially those in grief, yes. because there are charlatans and there is chicanery out there, Art. Well, I'm sure there is, yes. So you're, you're saying there are a lot of people who play on the emotions of uh, recently widowed, for example, that sort of thing. Yes, there are so-called trance mediums out there that for a fee oh. will pretend that the spirit of that dearly departed loved one has entered them. There's a scam for you. And they will service the yep. individual yeah, I, I get or the I get Oh, I get the And picture. I don't think it's not taking place because it is. In fact, long ago uh, in Chicago, I busted an organization out there that had that part going on. You busted them? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I called in the Bunko Squad and we busted them. So... Sometimes being a a spiritual warrior actually eclipses the spiritual itself, huh? You've got to actually go to the police and... And shut them down. Absolutely. Because they're charging thousands of dollars and they are trying to convince the grieving person that that mate, that spouse has entered into their body and they can have sexual comfort. Well... I, I will tell you, though, that, again, going back to the emails, so many women have been assaulted. Um, so many, Evelyn. It, it would see, And there's, a, there's no law against it, is there? In other words... No, there isn't. Who's going to stop them? The only way to stop them is a person who has knowledge. Either you're going to go up against a practitioner and put up a wall or a defense, or you're going to... Go after a spirit or an entity, and you're going to use certain tools and certain herbs and essential oils and certain rituals in order to stop it. And you know what those are? Yes, I do. It can be stopped. Yes, it can. That's, that, that is spiritual warfare, isn't it? I mean, outright warfare. You're in a direct conflict with a, a will. It's a battle of w- wills. 
It's a batter of wills, absolutely. They need this energy to sustain, and they will not give up lightly that victim. How often do you have to become personally involved in, in a case like this? Depending what I'm up against, many times I have to get involved personally. The, the uh, individual that is the victim just doesn't have the knowledge, and I couldn't teach him fast enough. Yeah. I can give them certain rituals to abate it or to have it lessen, but if the attack increases, then I, I've got to pull out the big guns. Is it normally these attacks that occur in the middle of the night, Evelyn, are they normally somebody who's astrally projecting or would there be more spirits doing this? Or it can be either or. That's yeah. why I said I'd have to talk to the person. Well, no, I've got that, but I mean, is there one that's predominant, more likely? I've noticed of late, because always, for tens of thousands of years, you have had the incubus, the succubus, and those beings and entities of other realms that have been doing this to people. Yes. But I have noticed in the last ten, eight, ten years uh, an upswing in practitioners who are using any means, including astral projection, in order to sexually molest other people. Wow. Uh, so it's like there's this entire world out there, Evelyn. Uh, hold, hold on. It's like there's this whole world out there, a subworld, that we don't really know about. But it may affect us in an instant. Maybe affecting you or someone you know right now. A whole subworld. Subscribe to the After Dark newsletter online at www.coasttocoastam.com Just click through the orange type to the secure server. This is Coast to Coast AM in the nighttime. card line at area code 775-727-1295. The first-time caller line is area code 775-727-1222. To talk with Art Bell from East of the Rockies, call toll-free at 800-825-5033. From West of the Rockies, call Art at 800-618-8255. International callers may reach Art Bell by calling your in-country Sprint Access number, pressing option 5 and dialing toll-free 800-893-0903. From coast to coast and worldwide on the Internet, 
This is Coast to Coast AM with Art Bell. Sex and the supernatural. Apparently, they go together like a horse and carriage. Back into the nighttime. Evelyn, welcome back. I'm going to do this again because it's going to save me uh, a whole lot of trouble. And there are going to be many, 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 many people who want to get hold of you. So, again, let's go over the best ways to do that, or I'm going to be answering emails I don't want to answer. Well, they can reach me at 818-407-1951, or they can reach Mystical Blend at 818 Nine eight five nine nine three five. What's the difference between reaching you and Mystical Blend? Well, most people that will call Mystical Blend is for the products and information on how to use it. So, and for those who want to contact me, it's for a consultation. When you say products, that's kind of like I don't know candles. Yes, it's, it's the incense. image candles because an awful lot of stores don't carry them. It's essential oils. It's also a free a catalog that has the descriptions and how to use them so you can buy them in any metaphysical store in your area. Uh Um, Uh, For the snail mail people, let them please write me at Paglini, P-A-G-L-I-N-I, at P.O. Box 57932, Sherman Oaks, California, 91413. I'm sure when you do a program like this, you get totally blitzed, and uh, it's probably hard to answer for a little while. Is that yes, uh, please have patience. Uh, we'll try to return all phone calls. We will send out catalogs as soon as possible, and uh, just have patience. Well, I have a very small staff. <laughs> uh, now, these, well, they're hauntings in a way. I mean, they, they may be attacks, but... Uh, they could also be called hauntings. Are they, if somebody's looking, if they're being attacked, for example, uh, is it a spirit that's specifically after them most times, Evelyn, or is it something that's inhabiting the residence that they happen to be renting or buying at the moment? If it is a sexual attack, yes. it is the person. It's the person. If it is a haunting meaning there is poltergeist going on, uh, there's activity within the home, but it is not of a sexual nature, then it is the part of the haunting in the house. Huh. They may have a spirit or an entity that is residing there. And but if it's sexual, no, it's the person. How often does the the person who is attacked understand who they're being attacked by right away. I mean, when they come to you, for example, they, they say, well, look, I'm being attacked by so-and-so. They, they already know the identity of the person. Very seldom. Really? Yes. Unless they run in a group or society that are, uh, let's say, practitioners among them. Yes. Then they could single out an individual. But most of the people that I'm hearing from know aren't, uh-uh. It is, if it is a woman, it is usually an incubus, and if it is a man, it is a succubus. And these are beings, these are demons. And what they are after is, like I said, the life force. The energy. And they need the sexual energy and the release of it to get it. And it turns very violent and incessant. Incessant, yeah. Incessant. See, it starts out very slowly. 
it can progress over many years, and then it becomes very violent and very incessant. The one man that I'm dealing with now has had it for over three years. I, I've heard about it, and, you know, people chuckle about this kind of thing, <laughs> but, um, you know, how do you impress people with the fact, you know, how real this is? How, how do you... By your own audience... At the top of the hour, open up one line and find out how many people oh. out there are oh. actually experiencing we're, we're it. Gonna, we'll, we'll do that. We'll do exactly that. That's how you convince the rest of the world. See, that's what their problem is. Who do they go to when this is happening to them? They're frightened, and yet they don't want to talk about it. A woman is, a, is ashamed to talk about it, and a man, I mean, that's even worse. How is he going to explain that this is happening to him? Yeah, how is he? That's right. Well, he's not. Um, and we're... so that's why it's it, it's secret. It's behind closed doors. It doesn't come out. People don't know about it. But by God, it's increasing, and somebody better start talking about it. Yeah, that's right. And that's what we're doing for the first time. Uh, and so we'll do exactly that. Uh, everybody who's calling now, and every line is lit, just hang up. Uh, we're going to be after those who have been attacked sexually, uh, in, in the manner we've been describing tonight. That's exactly what I'm going to be looking for on the phone, so everybody else just hang up, and we'll see, you'll see, an example of what I got in the uh, slamming my email box full every day with just one after another after another after another. So, yeah, we'll, we'll restrict it to that, and, and we'll hear about it, and, and maybe that will help people understand how real this is. Well, the proof is always in the pudding. Let the audience talk. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. Um, so, again, back for a second to the ethics of all this. If somebody wanted to know how to how to have relations with another in the night by means of astral projection, and they came to you wanting to be able to do that, is it ethical to tell them how to do that? No, they're going to find that out on their own because once you have the discipline and control of astral projection, yes. you're going to test it. See, the one thing about nature and humans is we like to play and we like to control and we like to manipulate and have power over others. And it's the truth. And it has been since the dawn of time. So when you have been given extra knowledge and extra power. You're going to play it with it. It is your responsibility to stay in balance. Yeah, but you're going to play with it. But you're, you're going to play You're going to do exactly what most humans... I played. Oh? I mean, I'm being honest. Not to that extent, but I played. <laughs> I, I, you I, know, mean, I mean, I'm being honest. If you have the power, you're young, you're, you know, the hormones are raging, you're going to play. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And the person who says there didn't is a liar. <laughs> well, where were you when I was 17, damn it? Um, anyway. Um, this... You draw the line. You have to have balance. Well. You're not going to go and violate someone. You are not going to take away their free will. To play is to play with a lover or a mate. Yeah. That's play. Yeah. But not this. This is sinister. But I can see so many doing it. That's right. That's the dark side of magic art. And for the past seven years, every once in a while, we've opened up that portal. 
That's right. Uh, and again, not too many people admit it. I mean, most people just they say there is no dark side. That's rubbish. But but it's actually rubbish to say that. Isn't you it? once a long time ago put out the call. You got me. And I always told you, Art, I would tell it to you like it is. That's and right. I have. You did. Uh-huh. You did. I've never let you down. I tell it like it is. Well, in this whole thing, Evelyn, in compelling people, in influencing people, yeah. I just I don't see how and where you draw the line between the ethical and the not ethical. And I don't know if any of it's ethical. And I'm sure there are people who would say, as far as I'm concerned, none of it, if it's real, none of it's ethical. But again, if you're enhancing a relationship, it is ethical. You are the person who has to check your own soul and remain in balance. You but, know when you're doing wrong. You know when you're going outside of the norm. But, Evelyn, uh, there are those who would say any time you interfere with free will, no matter how you may think it's a, you know, it's, it's a positive thing, then there's, there's going to be karmic repercussions from doing so. You're correct if you are interfering with free will, not enhancing that which already is. Whoa, that's a, such a fine line, though. No kidding. <laughs> Welcome to the club. <laughs> <laughs> Power has a double-edged sword, and you must remain in balance. You even laugh like a witch, you know. It's easy to be good when you don't have the tools to do otherwise. <laughs> Art, what I do is I give you the tools, your path, you walk it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we all walk our own path in life, don't we? And um, The way I was taught. Uh, I've noticed of late that people are off on the ragged edge more than ever before, Evelyn, uh, over nearly everything. I mean, people just seem like they're more on the ragged edge. You're well, right. Well, I'm listening to a siren behind you right now. Yes. Got a siren going down the street. Just a little dramatic effect. Uh, everybody's on the ragged edge over something. Is there something in the air I should know about? We are in the countdown years. We know that. You see all of the elements I have been mentioning at the last couple of times doing the shows that they have been called into action, and that's why you are having the kind of catastrophic weather that we're seeing and will continue to see. Plenty of that. And because there is this, and I know this sounds corny, but when we have a fight going on between good and evil, and the last vestiges of evil are hanging on by their claws. And so you're going to see more evil and more destruction in the world. And those people who have this kind of knowledge and power of magic are going to use it very, very unwisely. You gave us an example of how you would attract somebody, whether they wanted it or perhaps or not. Um, how, give us an example, if you would of how you'd stop somebody, if you were being attacked sexually, frequently, violently, how would you stop it? Again, if I had more information, I could make it more specific. All right, right now... Just grab a... a I'm, I'm grabbing. Yeah, I'm okay. saying it. All right. right now, what I would say, just to, to lessen it immediately, is I would, first of all, get some uh, either rose geranium or some rosemary essential oil. Uh, some protection oil. They can also use some five-finger grass and some boldolis and some ivy. These are all protectants. Mm -hmm. 
They can use, believe it or not, uh, some sea salt. Even saltpeter will do. If they can get their hands on some black salt, that would be excellent. If they can uh, get, uh, if, depending on their tradition and their belief, uh, some holy water uh, and sprinkle it around the bed. Uh, if they can use, what is very good is to take one of the essential oils I mentioned to draw a circle and place a cross in the center, a four-quadrant cross on the headboard of the bed or on the wall behind it. And if they would state out loud and very firmly that there is no evil or negativity that can cross this barrier, and I mean with power and gusto. And then if they would square off the bed with what I had mentioned, either the sea salt, saltpeter, or black salt, an excellent uh, 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 silver sage would be good. Uh, that would do a cleansing of that environment, of that area, especially the bedroom, because they're being attacked at night when they are asleep. And so what you want to do is put up barriers. Yeah, so this spirit or this whatever it is coming at you uh, perhaps can't get across this barrier, can't get past this circle. Is it like a physical barrier to yes. a spirit? Yes, it's, it's an ethereal or astral barrier. And so what you're doing is almost putting up a repulsion. Mm-hmm. Now, also what is uh, used are some of the gemstones like quartz crystal. Yes. Okay, your clear quartz crystal can be placed at the four corners of the bed. A larger one can be placed under the bed. But prior to doing that, I would first make sure that I either used one of those essential oils I had mentioned, which would be rose geranium, rosemary, or protection oil, because you want to program it for protection. It will absorb negativity. And especially if you've been under psychic attack, every oh, three to four days, remove them and cleanse them in a wooden bowl with warm water and salt. That will remove the negativity, and then you can place them back again because uh, they will absorb it, and you will see that they will start to become dull. And that's an excellent, beside the herbs that I had mentioned. Do you have any idea what it is in these agents that acts in that very powerful way to protect you? It it is a vibration and an energy that it gets off. That's why when you study nature and the elements, when you get into essential oils and gums and resins and woods, you are able to put around you influences or barriers in order to protect you. Now, uh, sometimes they will lessen what is coming. Sometimes they will obliterate it completely. Depending on who you are, what you're doing. Did you set up a firewall? Did you set up a mirror? Did you set up, you know, a, a boomerang? I I don't know who the person is and what their background is. And that's why I try to teach as much as I can to give them that knowledge. Sure. Do you, uh, by the way, do you teach any classes in all of this, any formal classes? Do you ever do that sort of thing or what? Uh, Once in a while, but what I have now, so I can reach as many people as possible, is I have some of my courses on cassette tape and CD. Uh Uh-huh. And uh, I'll tell you quite honestly, the... The Day of Magic, which is a four-hour crash course, 
will give a lot of people the basic foundation of meditation, visualization, as well as psychology of color, candle burning, imitative and sympathetic magic. What, what is the damn magic, exactly? It's a four-hour crash course in the craft. And, and then you... they get into the introduction to ritual. Then we're going to call down the elements, and then we're going to understand about moon magic and the goddess. And, and it comes in what form? Is uh, on a... In, in a cassette tape cassette or a CD. Tape or a CD. Yeah. Wow. Um, so it's in it's... my catalog, and it's also on uh, mysticalblend.com website. And once a person implements what's on that tape or CD, what would they be able to do? <laughs> <laughs> I have put so much power into people's hands in the last seven years. If from your audience, I, you should ask them to write you. <laughs> I have a lot of success going on out there. Well, you, you know, I, I do a lot of interviews. You know with, what I love about it, Art? I've given the power to them. I, I know. I, I, I do remote viewers. I interview a lot of remote viewers, and I ask them the same question about putting this ability out to the general public, and they 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 have some concerns. In other words... You always have trepidation, but the excitement is that for the first time... People can own it themselves. They're not going to someone else and hoping to God they'll do it for them. They are empowering them themselves, and they are learning how to achieve goals as well as to block negativity. Yeah. Yeah. And we, we should, it's, it's free. It, you know, it belongs to all of us. But again, knowledge is power. You have to stay in balance, and I keep saying it. You're going to get tested. Don't think you won't. Yes. Um, does the average person? I, I mean, how common is an attack? Is 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 the average person going to be able to relate to this? Only the very few. Uh, how frequent is it? Um, the incubus and succubus level again has reached epic proportions. Ep uh, epidemic epic proportions. You mean? Epic or epidemic or both? I guess both. Right? Both. Epic and epidemic yeah. proportions. Okay. And those people who have been psychically attacked as far as astral projection or by other means like a familiar or a doppelganger yeah. are even in the more larger numbers. Huh. You have no you're talking millions. Millions. Um, millions. All right then uh hold on. We're at the we're near the top of the hour, Evelyn, so hold tight uh and take a little bit of a break. And what I am going to do is I am going to ask the audience to please um, as Evelyn suggested, so that you might understand how real this is, I'm going to restrict the phone lines to those who have been attacked, whether it's current or it's in the past or whatever. But if you have actually been attacked in the manner that we have been discussing tonight, I want to hear from you. Otherwise, just sit back and listen. We'll recite the phone numbers for you when we come back, and we'll open the lines, and it should be something. It's been a Time with no peace of mind, and I'm ready for the times to get better. Oh, me too. You know that voice, don't you? That's Crystal. From the high desert, this is Coast to Coast AM. Sign up for Streamlink at www.coasttocoastam.com. And you can hear tonight's show over and over and over. I've got to tell you, I've been racking my brain, hoping to find a way out. 
Coast AM with me tonight, Dr. Evelyn Paglini. She's a witch. I walk away like a movie star who gets burned in a three way strip into number two. A movie green, the play the scene, bringing all the good things out in me. But for now, let's be real. Never thought I could act this way And I've got to say that I just don't get it I don't know where we went wrong But the feeling's gone And I just can't get it back Or maybe you can To talk with Art Bell, call the Wildcard line at area code 775-727-1295. The first-time caller line is area code 775-727-1222. To talk with Art Bell from east of the Rockies, call toll-free at 800-825-5033. From west of the Rockies, call 800-618-8255. International callers may reach Art by calling your in-country Sprint Access number, pressing option 5, and dialing toll-free 800-893-0903. From coast to coast and worldwide on the Internet, this is Coast to Coast AM with Art Bell. Okay, it's your turn coming up with Dr. Evelyn Paglini, and just because we want to do it, we're asking those of you who have experienced a psychic sexual attack of this sort to call and everybody else kind of sit back and listen because that's exactly where we're headed next the past blasts are coming in millions of them i'm never going to be able to get all of them so i certainly apologize for that evelyn if you're ready we've got a lot of uh, people on the phone I'm ready. All right, let's do it. First time caller line, you're on the air with Dr. Evelyn Paglini. Good morning. 
Good morning. Hi. Hi. Um, I'm the girl that spoke with you and, and Art uh, a couple years ago, and um, I was being attacked not just by one, but up to 15 at a, a time. You sent me some stuff in the mail, in which I did. I had so much fear at the time that this was happening. Um, and I went and I followed what you had suggested for me to do. And as I called you along the way... I think uh, I remember your call. Absolutely. Oh, it was horrible. Um, I, so, so you got help. You, you got help from Ev- I, Evelyn. I got he- help from Evelyn. Oh, you betcha. Oh, you betcha. You know, I mean, and she took my calls in the middle of the night. Me just, just hysterical about, about it. Um, they weren't only attacking me at night. They were attacking me also during the daytime. Um, and my finally, goodness. after the help that I got with Evelyn, and I finally said to myself, you know what? i got to get over this fear. I have got to let this fear go, and they are feeding off of this. I am making them stronger from this fear. And I put a different pair of shoes on, and I just got mad, and I said, you know what? This stops right here. And I got back in the face up with it. And that's so, what helped me a lot with it also, too, is I lost the fear. Do you think it was the loss of fear, or do you think it was your, uh, your extreme will? Because you obviously had, had you know, um, uh, sort of mustered up a lot of obvious will there. Oh, you betcha. I mean, I, it was a choice. I, you know, it was either either or. Sit back and be a victim of this, mm-hmm. or, you know, believe in my faith that I had, you know, Listen to Evelyn because she's she's just amazing. She's absolutely amazing in what she does. She I knew she knew what she was talking about. I knew that if I was going to listen to anybody, I listened to her with this, and this was going to get me through it. I'm sure the world is going to think this is a setup, and it totally isn't. You know what? It, it, there is, and we all know that there's reasons for everything. And for me to get through, yes, the first time caller, especially because I heard you say in the very beginning of the program that a caller had called you a couple years ago regarding this, and that was me. And I've been waiting all night long, and I knew I was going to get through. That's incre- Well, that's incredible, actually. By itself, it's incredible that you would get here and get here first on top of everything else Absolutely. with millions of people. Wow. Absolutely. That's a, that, that is amazing. So anyway, you've stopped the attacks. The, t- the attacks have stopped. Absolutely. And you're getting a good night's sleep. Oh, Absolutely. <laughs> I don't know what to add to that, Evelyn. Uh, I'm very proud of her. What she has done is taken back her power. Absolutely. And she has learned how to face evil and face it down. Oh, you betcha. And now it's opened up a brand new world for her because she says, if this works, then if I learn more, I can do more. Absolutely. And so even though I may be the last resort, now the world is hers. And no one could take it from her. What she learns belongs to her. Do you, do you feel that way? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. It didn't stop the visitations. I mean, I still have, you know, I mean, my, my bad week is, is about 100 or maybe less, a little, little bit less of spirits from all around the world I get. Um, but the negative ones do not come near me. All right. Well, I, testimonial, I guess. All right. Thank you very much. Well, for I thank you both of you for for bringing up the subject and for gi- giving people the opportunity to speak about it. Nobody else will talk about it. I'll tell you that. Well, there's help out there. And there's willpower out there. All right. Thanks. Take care. All right. Take Bye-bye. care. Is right. Uh, amazing. All right. Wild card line. You're on the air with Evelyn Paglini. Hello. Hello. All right. Yes, sir. 
Art, okay. Uh, can I talk to you just for a second before I talk to Evelyn? No, no, no. You're you're, you're on the air, sir. Okay, so. oh, okay. Evelyn. Um, I have uh, been dealing with a uh, very demonic spirit uh, that came into my life uh, a while ago. Uh, I, it's taken me four days to get through the uh, line because either uh, it would hang, the line would hang up at me, or Art would. Well, anyway. Uh, my que- question is that <clears throat> I got this thing under control because I was actually pulled out of my body and saw what I was doing. You got what thing? I got well. Control? I was, I was, I was manifesting storms. Believe it or not, I had my neighbors on my roof. I had my friends, I had witnesses, and I could control the weather in a way. And it happened every night. A cold breeze would go through, and about three o'clock it would start. And uh, I played with it. I. I uh, and I can see why in the Bible it ca- talks about the angels falling because... You, you're saying you were controlling the weather. Oh, yeah, I have witnesses. Okay. Um, well, I opened this line, sir, for people who were attacked by... I, I was attacked. In what way? Well, uh, I was uh, attacked by this thing t- taking me over, uh, t- took possession of me. And made you do the, these things. Yeah, yeah. And I was actually physically pulled out of my body, shown what I was doing, and I was warned. All right. Uh, Evelyn, all right, that brings up um, uh, something I want to talk about with you, and it doesn't necessarily reflect individually on that man, but um, it bears asking. All right. There are people who are disturbed, Evelyn, who think that, you know, they get the God complex. It's a common psychological difficulty, and... Uh, they ha- they're mentally disturbed. And so how do you, in the world, do you delineate between those who are mentally disturbed, I'm not saying whether that man was or wasn't, and those who are under some sort of psychic attack? How, how, do, you, how do you know? Because they, frankly, they sound, they're going to sound somewhat similar. They're going to both be very convinced that they're being attacked. And if they are being attacked, they are going to give me a description, and they're going to give me telltale signs, and they will have telltale signs of an actual attack by an incubus or a succubus. And how how often does it turn out to be the case that the person is in some way mentally um, affected and, and not really under a psychic attack? Quite honestly, I would have to say less than 40%. Okay. All right. I'm always asking for numbers. It's no, and that's because I would have to say... It's the only way to understand. Less than 40 Less than 40%. Gotcha. East of the Rockies, you're on the air with Dr. Evelyn Paglini. Hello. 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 Yes. Oh, can you hear me? I hear you. Oh, hi. Um, yes, um, I was listening to your show tonight, and I just think it's a wonderful thing what you're talking about. And I have experienced um, um, a, a sexual psychic attack, um, as Dr. Polini described, and um, I experienced it about 20 years ago. Um, at the time, I didn't even realize what was happening to me. I knew that at that time I was, I was um, experiment, experimenting a lot with uh, astral projection in my sleep and, and uh-huh. um, doing a lot of... <clears throat> just kind of dabbing into the occult, and I guess I didn't realize uh, how vulnerable I was. 
Well, yeah, that, that in itself is a good question, Evelyn. If people... She opened up a portal. She, she was on the astral plane, met other people on the astral plane, and became vulnerable. So the moment you open that door, don't be surprised somebody comes through. That's why training is necessary, not dabbling. Exactly. And um, I have to say, um, and I didn't even realize, but I knew that something was happening to me sexually. You know, I would wake up, like she said, I would wake up, I would be drained. Mm-hmm. Um I was confused, um, exhausted, yeah, drained. Confused, exhausted. Out, out of context. It's like the body and the mind are not connected. Exactly. You got it. Exactly. And what what really um and I had a lot of spiritual a lot of friends who were not necessarily in the cult but very spiritually knowledgeable. And um I had a friend of mine came over one day and she told me she had this dream about me and she said that she had seen uh, me on a stage and she had seen this black thing come up towards me and it was um it was entering me sexually it was penetrating mm-hmm. me sexually mm-hmm. and i knew at the minute that she said that that there was that whatever was going on with me was really happening because we were very close and um i i i was terrified and so i went to some other people who were very knowledgeable about this stuff and they explained to me that you know that nothing could come into my realm if I didn't allow it to, and that I really needed to confront this thing and tell it to go away, and that it had no business coming near me. And so for about a week, I did this every night. I would just stay awake and and tell this thing, leave me alone, and because I knew something was going on, and, and um, it stopped, and. Um, but I mean, I literally got out of my bed one night. I mean, I heard, I could hear, I actually heard voices in my house calling my name. And I literally jumped out of my bed and told it to get the hell out of my house and to stay away from me. That I was, you know, go back to where you're come because you're not welcome here. And it left. That's... And I haven't been bothered with that kind of thing since. All right. Uh, so that's just pure projection of willpower, Evelyn, right? Yes. Yeah. And um, I, I, but I think it's very important what Evelyn's been saying tonight, um, because I think just by the fact that I, I became conscious of it. I'm, I'm curious. What do you say? And you had validation because your close friend, exactly, okay, in dream, got a message. Yeah. To let you know that you were being psychically attacked. Yep. And so therefore, you got fortified. Because you got validated. Right. Exactly. Because I knew something was Empowerment, honey. Empowerment. What do you say, young lady, to to all the people out there who think this is bunk? You know, that there's no such thing as attacks of this kind. It's all in your head. Oh, I know there is. I have been attacked many times. And I know there is. And and I think, um, I don't know, people like to stay in denial. They don't like to think that... um, that there's something bigger than themselves out there. They like to think they're always in control, but yeah, we're not. Right. Will you answer one question for me? Yes. Please let those people know out there, men and women, you did not ask for this. You did not attract this. You did not invite this. You did not will it to come exactly. to you. Because, see, that's what most of the people out there face when they're trying to explain it to someone else. They say, well, you must have invited it. Yes, you're or right. Or you must have attracted it. Did you? No, I no. This is not something I was looking for. No one would. Trying, I was just trying to develop myself psychically, 
because I, I do have some psychic abilities, and you're right. I should have been around somebody who, who knew a lot more and who could have guided me through Correct. this. Correct. More, more guidance and more discipline. Yep. They seek out those who are sensitive and those who are highly sexual. All right. Exactly. All right. Thank you very, very much. Take care. Uh, that's, that's really interesting. And, and, you know, the fact that she had this reinforcement from a friend who actually saw it, that must have meant so much. That's the validation. That's the empowerment. Yeah, exactly. That must have meant a lot. West of the Rockies, you're on the air with Dr. Evelyn Paglini. Hello. Hello. Hi. Hi. Um, I was just looking through a 1975 double-dated publication of the People's Almanac. Yes. And in it, um, they were talking about uh, astral projection. Um, the section there talks about out-of-body experience, and this relates directly to my um, past experience. It says here, many people believe that astral projection during sleep is normal, though unremembered, and that floating or falling dreams can be converted to true OBEs by programming the mind beforehand. Yes. Well, I had a situation that happened seven years ago uh, up here in the northwest, and um, I was living with this woman who was involved with uh, an environmentalist activist group, uh-huh. and she invited me to share a room at her place. She was a single mother, and she was involved in witchcraft, although I didn't know it at the time. Yes. And I ended up living there for a few months, and because of what happened, I ended up moving out um, much earlier than I anticipated. What happened? Well, she brought a woman back from one of the islands up here who's half Japanese and half native. Yes. And they came back from what they called was a women's camp and ended up being a witch's camp. And uh, as the evening progressed, uh, she was packing up some of her gear, and she asked if uh, <clears throat> she could borrow my soap and shampoo, mm-hmm. uh, being a traveler that she was. So uh, I went to bed thinking nothing of it and figuring she'd give, give me back whatever I have before she she leaves in the morning. And um, I ended up having a really strange sensation where I thought it was a dream, but it didn't seem like a dream, where I was floating, I was on my stomach, and I was up in the air, and looking down, and then all of a sudden I felt this arm come over my right shoulder from the back and turn me over, and it was her. And the next thing you know, um, she's laying down on the ground, and I'm on top of her, and it's a totally sexual experience, and I wasn't attracted to her at all. And the next thing you know, I'm essentially a zombie um, caressing her, well, then those things that she took from you, the soap, the sh- shampoo, those things, the familiar things, does that make sense, Evelyn? Oh, yes. Very much so. Imitative, sympathetic man, she had it right there. The big problem was is that um, <clears throat> I had a hard time trying to figure out what on earth happened until I decided just to lay quiet and act as if I wasn't in the room. And sure enough, in the morning, they had slept in the same bed in my roommate's bedroom and um, I could hear this conversation whispering trying to suppress it and then laughing cackling mm. actually cackling. and then mm. my roommate saying I can't believe you did that I can't believe you did right that. and then sure enough after that progressed you know for 30 minutes or whatever they came out later thinking I was gone and they talked about the whole situation and I thought, wow, do I ever need a tape recorder? No one's going to believe this and they're going huh. to deny it. Wow. He said exactly verbatim what went on and my roommate kept saying she couldn't believe it, you know, that she, she did that. 
and I kept bad vibing <laughs> to go. I couldn't believe it, and I, I acted as if I wasn't there. And sure enough, I came out finally when she had gone, talked to my roommate about the situation, and I said, I can't believe this has happened to me. I don't quite understand, but understand but now that I've heard what's gone on, there's no denying. And I said, I would never do anything like this to you or cause any harm to you. I can't believe you've done this to me or allowed this to happen. And because I spoke from the heart, she broke down right then and there. And then when she uh, finally gathered her composure, um, she opened up some of the books that she was uh, quite aware of, of for years and showed me various ways of protecting myself and certain things to wear according to my ethnic background and whatnot. And then later on, she tried to get me involved in her circle. And I remember she she had me stay outside for about an hour. Like I went off and, and went to a cafe uh, when she had some people over from another city. Sir, can you were doing some sort of a ritual. Can you hold on, sir? Sir, 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 sir. Hello? Wait, stop. Wait, yeah. pause. We're at a break point. Can you hold sure. on? Sure. All right, stay right there. Fascinating calls. Absolutely fascinating. Dr. Evelyn Paglini is my guest. We're talking about sex and witchcraft. I'm Art Bell. Wildcard line at area code 775-727-1295. The first time caller line is area code 775-727-1222. To talk with Art Bell from East of the Rockies, call toll-free at 800-825-5033. From West of the Rockies, call Art at 800-618-8255. International callers may reach Art Bell by calling your in-country Sprint Access number, pressing option 5. And dialing toll-free 800-893-0903. From coast to coast and worldwide on the Internet, this is Coast to Coast AM with Art Bell. It is indeed, uh, and this is one very, very hot topic in more ways than one, I'll tell you. Dr. Evelyn Paglini is my guest. We're restricting the phone calls to only those of you who have been attacked in the manner we've been discussing tonight. Now... 
I have been getting so many of the lines that I picked up have been from people just wanting her number. So we're going to give out the number again in a moment. Please do me a favor. Get out a paper and a pencil if you want a contact number, and we'll get that to you in a moment. Coming right up. into the night in more ways than one. My guest is Dr. Evelyn Paglini. She is a witch. And um, so that there is no mistaking it, everybody's got their pens and their pads ready. I want to give out these contact phone numbers again. And Evelyn, with regard to the one to contact you uh, that we're about to give out, what would be the best hours for that? Uh, tomorrow starting about uh, 8.30 in the morning. <laughs> be a short night's sleep. All right, and that number is? 818-407-1951. 818-407-1951. That should be clear enough. And for Magical Blend, which is your company, I guess it supplies... It's Mystical Blend, and that number is 818-985-9935. And that's where they can get a free catalog or they can order the uh, essential oils or candles and other tools that will assist them in achieving their goals. In these rituals, in these spells, some of these things that you might need uh, just might not be available at the local candle store. That is correct. (laughs) And so, therefore, you can get them through us. But the reason why I put it together is really for people to know it and understand it and be able to go anywhere and buy it. Gotcha. All right. Uh, the gentleman who was on prior to the half-hour break, uh, you're back on, sir, but we don't have a lot of time trying okay. to get as many Okay. Uh, I just thought I'd mention something else that I tried to find earlier in the People's Almanac under uh, Nine Rules of Superstitious Etiquette. Uh-huh. And they talk about the uh, superstitious baker's dozen. Cornelius Vanderbilt had the legs of his bed placed in dishes of salt to ward off attacks from evil <laughs> uh, so there you are, Evelyn. Sound well, that's right. why I said if they can't get sea salt, they can even use saltpeter and then even black salt. There are different lines of defense, but all of which are very protective, including the herbs I mentioned. Gotcha. All right, you're on the air, Coast to Coast AM, with uh, Dr. Evelyn Paglini. Hello. Hi. Hi. Uh, how are you doing, Art? And how are you doing, Dr. Evelyn? I appreciate you taking my phone call. Um, I wanted to say, Art, that you're playing great music tonight. Thank you. Um, I have been attacked. It's been going on for a long, a long time, probably for as long as I, I can remember. Um, and I, I come to find out that uh, I went to a psychic and she told me that it's, uh, it's, a, it's a spirit or an entity that's been following me around for a few lifetimes and that um, this person actually had me killed. He was a rich and wealthy man and had me killed because I wouldn't, I wouldn't, you know, um, uh, you know, take up with him. I was married, and I wouldn't take up with him, so he had me beheaded. This is back, like, in the Musketeer days. And he's been after you ever since? Yes. Evelyn, he, does it move through lifetimes? He's obsessed with me. Does it move through lifetimes like that, Evelyn? Yes, it can. Remember when I told you that there is a ritual that you can do to bind a person to you forever? Yes. Whether they want to or not, there is a ritual like that, and, yes, she can be followed 
throughout reincarnations by a particular spirit or entity. And I heard he tried to get, you know, he tried to get reborn at the same time I was being yeah. reborn so that he could, you know, involve himself in my life and, and the, um, you know, higher powers wouldn't allow it. Yeah, well, he'll keep trying. I'm, I'm getting tingles all over. I mean, I can feel it right now. And, and I've had, you know, um, occurrences in my house, you know, like, you know, that always happen between like 12, 12 and 4. Of course. You know, and problems with my electricity. My I have to change my light bulbs pretty much every week. And this has been going on. I mean, but I've gotten it down to where it's not happening, like, in my bedroom anymore. You know, I've... Yeah, well, keep doing a cleansing of your environment and pu- keep putting up shields of protection uh, and barriers across the threshold as well as across the bed. All right. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I've been pulled out of my body as well, like the other caller was stating. So that's... Yeah. That happens, and I don't know what comes first, you know, the, the um, spirit trying to get to you or the interest in astral travel, you know. Well, again, if, if it is happening at night, they have to get at you. And if you put up barriers, then you're going to either lessen or completely diffuse that part of it. If they're attacking you elsewhere during the day, then you're going to have to come up with other means. Right. Now, well, it, That's why we, each case is different. That's why I need to talk to the person because right. I can't design something for you unless I know all the particulars. My, I mean, my, my, my children have, have seen the entity during the day. Yeah. Cleanse the environment immediately. Okay, we're going to have to keep moving so many calls, so little time. First time caller line, you're on the air with Dr. Peglini. Hello. Hi, Dr. Peglini. Hi. Um, my name is Kathy, and I'm from Eagle River, Alaska. Hi, Kathy. Very quickly... I um, had a near-death experience. I was diagnosed with breast cancer, told to go home, get ready to die, did eight chemo drugs, have always, all of my life, been in tune um, with things. Since I finished the chemo, I'm into menopause, and my um, feelings and insight have been tremendously higher. Mm-hmm. I never astroplaned before. Um less than a month ago, um, well, not that I knew it was astroplaning, let's put it that way. The other night, I astroprojected and was gone. I mean, I went out the top of my head and went somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, I was at a casino. But anyway, um, what happened was my husband inadvertently woke me up. And so I got sucked back really fast. And hard, yeah. Oh, really hard. I had a headache like yeah. hell for yeah. a few days. Um, but since then, when I'm slumbering, um, because I am still weak from the chemo, I have, um, someone or something, uh-huh. and it's a child. Uh-huh. A um, child? Yeah, a child, because it says, um, mama, mama, and it touches me. Um, and it's right in that, I'm one of those people that if I lay down and close my eyes, I'm immediately dreaming. It may not be a child. No, it's a child. It may not be a child. Okay. <laughs> it ha- if it continues, watch the way it progresses. If it progresses and it starts to turn sinister, and believe me, your own psyche, your own radar will let you know, your own body. See, that's why I say it's a child, because it feels like a child. Well, maybe it is. Uh, she's just warning you if it goes to another stage... I know how to do a binding spell, and I know how to. I've had a glamour spell my whole life. I didn't know that's what it was, but that's what I've been told it is. And so 
So what I've thought about doing is just, you know, offering this person a way to go. And then if that doesn't work, I thought about binding it. The problem with binding is don't you take a piece of that to you also? Don't you tie yourself up in that process? Yes, you've taken on the action. Right, exactly. So Be very careful. I'd like to talk to you personally. Okay. Um, did you get the numbers? My husband did, yeah. Right. I, I, um, Just remind me that we talked on air, and, and I would like to discuss it. I'd like to hear a bit more about what you are feeling and what it is presenting to you an image. See, that's the thing. It's behind me. Always. It always touches my back. All right, listen, we've got to run, honey. You, Sorry, you... Art. Hey, listen, you know what? Uh, the only other thing I wanted to say is you guys are awesome. Thank you. Don't ever let them shut you down, and we love you from Alaska. Take care. Uh, we'll, we're just doing as many as we can. Wildcard Line, you're on the air with Dr. Evelyn Paglini. Hello? Hello. Hi, this is Christina from Albuquerque, New Mexico. Hello, Christina. Hi, I'm scared, and um, I was married... And I've been divorced from this person since 1989. However, he vowed to always interfere with my financial, romantic, emotional, all parts of my life. Mm -hmm. And I have to say a little bit more. I was a twin, but my mother didn't want children. And she successfully aborted my twin, but not me. And I've been able to do out-of-body since I was 12 or 15 months old because she was kind of cruel to me. And I just would stare off into space, and then I'd be above her and me, and it all looked ridiculous. However, this person that I was married to um, vowed to fight me for the rest, and I don't participate in the fight. Sometimes he's in my dreams, and I can't say that it's necessarily sexual. It's about power, mm-hmm. yeah. about owning. Yeah. No, I, I think I've got the picture. Can she fight this, Evelyn? Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, how strong a practitioner is he? Apparently, uh, I'm sorry, she's gone, but apparently pretty strong. She can. There is a way to fight it. Absolutely. Though, with consultation. Yeah, this this is my cup of tea. Okay, yeah, obviously it is. <laughs> East of the Rockies, you're on there with Dr. Paglini. Hello. Hello? Hello? Yes, yes, oh, hello. Hi, okay. Uh, my name is Bob from New York. Uh, hi, Bob. Hi. Um, my experience is uh, it happened right after uh, a sexual encounter with a woman, uh, right after orgasm, uh, I had... Some, a strange desire to look upwards, and I did that. And at that moment, I had the feeling of air being sucked out of my body. When, say, when you're hit in the stomach, yeah, oh yeah, you, the, the air is knocked out of you. Except, you know, I wasn't. She didn't hit me in the stomach. That's that didn't happen. But I had that feeling, and then the emotional feeling. The best way I can describe it is uh, a shift in polarity in my body throughout my whole body. That's the best way I could describe it. I, I, I don't know how else to. Uh, well, the to punch in the stomach is. Yeah, the punch in the stomach is certainly graphic. I had those when I was a kid, and all the air is gone, and you can't take any air in, and it's extremely frightening. And you had that. Right. So I, I mean, I felt this physical and psychic uh, experience that you know, like I said, this complete shift in polarities. That the only way I can describe it, and 
I just wanted to ask her if she could uh, uh, make sense out of this experience for me. Um, was this an entity that you saw above you, or was it connected to the person you were with? Well, I, I didn't see anything. It was just uh, th these were all feelings in my body, you know. Uh, I, I didn't see any entity or anything like that. This was just um, these feelings that happened to me right after the, this this sexual experience. Well, all I could tell you is that you had to have had an entity or a spirit that took advantage. Yeah. And what they did is they took the life force. That's why the hit. Right, right. In the chi, in the solar plexus, correct? Well, it it, it was a expelling of air through yeah. my body, yeah. like being hit in the stomach, but I wasn't yeah. hit in the stomach. It no, was like I understand the air, that. The air being sucked out with a vacuum cleaner. Right. You know? And it comes from the chi force. Yeah. Uh -huh. Which is your solar plexus right above the belly button. Right, right. That's, like I said, the feeding of energy. And they need the sexual release or the sexual orgasm in order to get the heightened power of it. Right. It seems the like seduction, it's all. The seduction is great, but it is the final outcome which is necessary for their feeding. Yeah, that, it's that energy, that orgasmic energy. That is released. And they take that, they steal that from you? That is their life force, their sustenance. That's why you're so drained afterwards. That's why you're so confused and, and disconnected and listless. And like I said, the more they get of you, the more they want. It becomes incessant. Got it. West of the Rockies, you're on Very the minister. air. Hello. hello. You're on the air with Dr. Paglini. Hello. hello. Yes, hello. Yes, hello, Evelyn. Um, I just wanted to say that um, I've also had the experience of, of being sexually exploited right after I had a Kundalini awakening a few mm -hmm. years ago. And uh, I think um, you're right. It does happen when you have an awakening um, like that. They feed off that. And frankly, I was able to just stop it by saying, you know, protecting my energy and, and refusing any more occurrences. And that was over 17 years ago. So I think I would just like to suggest that people can really do this um, on their own and they don't have to be victims of this at all Good on girl. any level. The other thing I would like to ask you, though, is Art keeps asking about the ethics of this. And, and oh, I know yes. you don't want to say, I know, I can hear, you don't want to say there's anything right or wrong. And I, so we get rid of that concept. We just say, what about the karma of this? There are karmic fingerprints all over this. If you supposedly you know, go out to attain your goals of seducing somebody who might not really even want you in their life. You're right. Um, what is the effect of that? I've never wanted to pursue this, even though I know a lot of magic practitioners, because I just thought it was not really quite kosher. Yeah, what is the As natural it, effect of right. it, uh, Evelyn? There is, What's there the after effect? Payback. Yeah. Well, what is it? And, and yeah. aren't you, in fact, I mean, you're giving this information to people who will use it for selfish reasons, not just spiritual warriors. I mean, let's face it. So well, how always you, are, but I'm also putting enough it? power into the right hand so that they can not be a victim anymore. Mm -hmm. But what about and the to other? make them aware that it doesn't right. happen. Well, see, let's see if we can answer a question. What What are the likely or typical karmic repercussions from this? Depending on the person, how long they've done it, how many incarnations they've done it, mm -hmm. they will pay. Remember, it is the absence of good. Typically, in what way, though? I mean, what might be a karmic repercussion? Give me an example. Uh, they may, in another lifetime, pay a very serious debt, uh, either on a physical or an emotional level. 
they may be uh, put through horrendous experiments. I, I, I have no idea. You, you know, we're talking about people in this life who really don't care about running their credit cards up in <laughs> this life all the way to the max. So um, if, yeah, if the is payment is this, in the next this life... This something to do with the soul. Yeah, but if, well, sure, but still, if it's in the next life, trust me, a lot of people are going to say, charge it. <laughs> yeah, and that is the choice they make, and that's why it's so difficult to remain in balance when you gain knowledge. It's something that's always concerned me about the whole karma thing, is that it's it's yes. just so easy to run up the, cre the karmic credit card, you know, because it's going to be the next life or the one after that. And therefore, you never ascend. You will have the absence of grace within you and the absence of the light of God. Caller? Because you have chosen to continue to walk the dark side. The problem I see with it is that you're right. You know, we don't have the concept of karma in the society, and people will just say, well, I don't believe that, or, you know, I'll do it anyway yep. and pay later. And I think it's somewhat dangerous just to be, um, you know, letting this information be accessible to people who might not use it for the But I do, wait a minute, hold on, hold on. I do understand what she's saying. Most people don't know this from Shinola, hun. So, you know, we're giving people a way to have a defense who otherwise wouldn't even know what's happening to them. Okay. That's a good point, um, and people should be aware that they don't have to go to Evelyn either to, to, to oh, block this. Right. They can do this on their own. You know, I'd hate to see people feeling further victimized and need Evelyn to help them. Oh, that's why I've said, honey, right. that's why I give out the knowledge. That's why I teach the knowledge mm -hmm. so that they don't have to come to me, okay. so that they empower themselves. Okay, that's, that's and for, the whole and for idea. the people who would use it for negative purposes, though, what you know—that's always going to be. Yeah. Yeah, I suppose that that's the world we live in, right? That's the world we live in. Is is absolutely right? Yes. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, listen. Thank you very much for the call. Thank you. Uh, they have been terrific calls. It has been a terrific program, Evelyn. Absolutely terrific, and uh, I'm sure you helped a lot of people. And I'll do this one last time, again, for my protection more than any other. The way to get hold of you, two uh, phone numbers, one to get hold of you directly, but hopefully after 8 o'clock in the morning is area code 818-407-1951. 818-407-1951 or um, for Magical Blend, it's 818 985-9935. Thank you, Evelyn. You're welcome, and good night, sweetie pie. <laughs> good night, Evelyn. All right, folks, that, that'll do it. That's it for the weekend. Man, what a weekend. What a weekend, indeed. It has been my honor to be here. You all take care. This is that sweetheart named Crystal who has the right words always to take us out of here. Good night, y'all. Good night, Crystal. Good night in the desert. Shooting stars across the sky This magical journey Will take us on a ride Filled with the longing Searching for the truth Will we make it till tomorrow Will the sun shine on you Good night 